Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome everyone to Middays. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, Super Talk Mississippi. We are coming at you live from two Mississippi museums, downtown Jackson. What a uh, what a great venue this is, the Mississippi Museum. Uh, the two Mississippi Museums, the Museum of Mississippi History, and of course the Civil Rights Museum at this a venue. It is incredible. If you haven't been, folks, you really need to. We are here today because we got Veterans Day coming up in less than a week, and the uh, Veterans Affairs have a, a really incredible celebration pl- planned uh, program next Wednesday, 10:30 a.m. It gets uh, kicked off. It is sponsored by the Daughters of the American Revolution, the Mississippi Department of Archives and History, the Mississippi Veterans Affairs, and the Mississippi War of Veterans Memorial Commission. So, uh, But it's going to be a great day. Come on down and see us in downtown Jackson. It's, it's easy to get to, plenty of covered parking. We're inside in these museums. Folks are making their way through. Already seen them here today. Fantastic day. So, Rhino, how are you this morning? Oh, not too bad for Friday, although I have definitely needed some caffeine because I uh, got out of here about 9.30 last night with the uh, shifted-up football schedule due to the referee shortage. <laughs> you hadn't heard about that in the last couple of weeks. With the end of the regular season, there's been a shortage of referees, so they've had to put games on Thursday nights and Friday nights to have enough refs to go around. And yeah, I drew the short straw and had one Thursday night. So, uh, yeah. All right, now, so are you talking about American football or football? American football, high school okay. football. Okay, well, that's what I thought. I thought that you were referring to ours. I didn't know maybe if you were staying up watching uh, soccer games or something. I know you're a big soccer fan and that the schedule had been shifted around as a result. But, yeah, you're right. There are shortages, uh, in fact, of referees at the high school level in Mississippi. And that's that's causing some scheduling adjustments to accommodate, no question. I mean, but that's, uh, I think, obviously a reflection of broader society where there's just labor shortages. By the way, there uh, some news out today with respect to uh, the labor market and unemployment and so forth. Uh, the news there, not too bad uh, with respect to jobs created, unemployment. And the market seems to be responding rather positively in, in that regard. So hopefully 
that is a sign of what we can expect as uh, as we move forward. But a little little better than the street was expecting. So that is causing some positive uh, reaction in the markets. We added 531,000 jobs. The unemployment rate fell in October to 4.6%. Perhaps the most encouraging aspect of this is that there was significant job growth in the hospitality industry, which, which has really been lagging in terms of replacing lost workers or, or furloughed workers as they kind of return to normal activity. So all of, all of that, I think, bodes well. Now, keep this in mind. This is without the gigantic tax and spending bill that Nancy Pelosi is trying to ram through the House today, literally today. So a lot of people are saying, oh, well, the president's policies are working. Well, really hasn't done anything significant other than what has been done um, at uh, an executive order level and then the American rescue plan, which we could have certainly done without. I think that's contributing. I think that's slowed down. It's been a bit of a weight on uh, economic recovery. So I, you can't look at any of that and say, oh, yeah, the president's policies are the result of any sort of positive news. In fact, what I do think we would see is if these two bills, and of course I'm all for killing the bills to save America, if these two bills go down, you will see a positive response, I truly believe, in the markets, in the business community. As I've said so many times, it is faith, confidence, and certainty which drive investment, expansion, and job growth. And there's just no clarity. No clarity. Are we going to get higher taxes? I don't know. If so, what do those look like? Will they apply to me? Are we going to have this massive expansion of, of uh, welfare programs and spending, so-called helicopter money, as I like to call it? We don't know. But it's this uncertainty that just causes hesitancy uh, in, in uh, the markets and in, in the financial and business communities. But Kill these deals, you'll see, I think, the, the economy really start to surge. Just sit back and do nothing is what we would like to see, in my view, uh, from an economic policy perspective. But So here's the deal. She, she's about to put these things, or at least trying to put these bills on the floor, trying to ram them through. It's over 2,000 pages. It, it's so, as we said a few days ago, so similar to what we witnessed with respect to Obamacare. It, nobody's read this thing. They were marking it up last night. It's 2,200 pages. Do you think members of Congress stayed up all night reading uh, the final draft? I don't think so. Um, it, there are also something to keep in mind with respect to those who are really pushing hard to get this thing through but want to expand it even more. There are now 97 members of the Progressive Caucus in the House. Ninety-seven. You think it's just a squad, the four or five there? Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Uh, that does not bode well. Uh, Rhino, I think we may have some sound here. Senator Joe Manchin over on the Senate side, who's been the focal point in this whole deal because he, is, he and Senator Sinema over on the Senate, they're the key at the 50-50 split. All they can afford to lose is zero. They can't afford to lose any on the Senate for any of this legislation to go through. Senator Joe Manchin is, is just being targeted by those who 
want to see these bills go through. Uh, and there, you remember all the attacks on Senator Sinema, which we shared with you. Now we got Senator Manchin. Of course, we, we had a story a few weeks ago where he was on his houseboat and they were out in the water um, giving him grief. They tried to corral him yesterday in the parking garage and prevent him from getting in his vehicle and driving away. All over him, all around him. Right now, we got something on that? We want to live! 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 We want to Oh, geez, we want to live. So just to set the stage for you, those are climate activists. And what they're basically saying is that Joe Manchin, by being somewhat intransigent and in blocking this, this uh, bill to go through, which has, as we discussed, $555 billion for so-called climate change and climate initiatives, which includes hiring of 300,000 young youngsters, young Americans to serve in the climate corps. And basically they're telling Joe Manchin, if you don't get on board and sign on to this legislation, we can't live. We're going to die. And this is just yet another example of hyperbole, of, of uh, catastrophic prediction that never materializes. Thus nobody takes you seriously. But Ryan, aren't there some laws against people uh, that are preventing citizens from accessing their property, from driving on public roads? I, I, how can you just organize like that, assemble, and corral a person, much less a sitting senator? I didn't think that was legal with respect to anybody. You know well, it's technically illegal, but uh, technically illegal didn't seem to get you a whole lot of trouble in the last 18 to 24 months if was, if the cause was proper. So, yeah, uh, yeah as, as long as they have a cause that the Democrats believe in, the Democrats will continue raising money for bail on the rare occasions they do get arrested for being stupid in public. It's just so crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I, do, do they think that this actually influences them in a positive way, positive from their perspective? I think it's just the opposite. I think it just causes him to dig in even more. We're at a break right here on the Middays with Gerard. We're down at uh, two Mississippi museums in downtown Jackson. When we come back, we've got Colonel Alan McDaniel. He's a member of the board of the Mississippi Veterans Affairs. we got Rachel Myers, Deputy Director of two Mississippi museums. Lucian Smith, Attorney. We're going to talk about vaccine mandates. And Pamela Jr., Director of two Mississippi museums. Stay with us. Middays will be right back. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. 
When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. That's right. At Bridgeland Mitsubishi, we're offering such amazing deals that we can't keep the cars on the lot. There's never been a better time to come trade in that ghoulish old car and upgrade to a new Mitsubishi. Plus, at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, you're approved for super low 1.9% APR for 60 months on the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. That's right. 1.9% financing, which will save you thousands. Is your credit history really scary? Our credit team will work to make sure you're approved, no matter how many skeletons are in your closet at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We want your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, dead or alive. So come save like never before with our scary good deals at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. With prepared CDO for details. Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. All Britain's Jewelers. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. The Waterford and Ridgeland understands that during this pandemic, choosing the right retirement community is more important than ever. Not only do our residents enjoy exceptional services, but also the peace of mind that comes from knowing their health and safety are our number one priority. With safety in mind, our families are able to engage with loved ones during this pandemic, not disconnect. The Waterford offers spacious studios, one and two bedroom apartments. Come see why more people are making the safe step to retirement living at the Waterford today. Call us at 601-856-6131. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Gerard, Super Talk Mississippi, as we guide you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this. Friday, y'all. Indeed, it is a bit chilly outside, but we are warm and cozy inside two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Civil Rights Museum. 
uh, it uh, at our position right now. They are fantastic. If you haven't been through them, you really uh, owe yourself the favor of doing so. World-class exhibits and uh, so well curated. It is indeed uh, an honor and a privilege to, to have this in Jackson, Mississippi. But joining us now, Colonel An uh, Alan McDaniel, pardon me, he's a member of the Mississippi Veterans Affairs Board. Uh, good morning and welcome to the show, Colonel. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Gerard. I'm glad to be here. All right, so you were just telling me how long have you been a member of the board of Mississippi Veterans Affairs? Actually, I've, I've been a member of the military for 31 years. That's and, right. And in, uh, in January, it'll be uh, 32 years, which seems like forever ago. But uh, I've been on the Mississippi Veterans Affairs Board now since September 1st. Wow. Um, and how many members are on the board at Veterans Affairs? Uh, we have eight eight members. Eight members. State, yes. And how does that come about? Are you appointed? Right, uh, Gerard. We are we're appointed uh, by the governor, and then the uh, Senate has to confirm us. Yeah. So actually, I still have to be confirmed by the Senate okay. in, in the next session. So it's the standard appointment process: governor appoints, and and then you serve until they get in session. You come before the Senate. It's it's for the most part it's academic. It's a rubber stamp, and and you well, get let's, let's hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I think you, I feel quite confident you'll be fine. So, but uh, appreciate you coming on. So, the the big thing is we've got. Uh, uh, Veterans Day coming up, that would be on November the 11th, right? Less than a week, a week from yesterday. That's correct. Uh, Veterans Day obviously is, is November the 11th, the, uh, the 11th hour, the 11th month, uh, the 11th day. Uh, we actually, uh, the, the Veterans Day program that we're going to be talking about today, we celebrate uh, this year on uh, November the 10th. And what that does, Gerard, is, is two things. One is that allows us as, 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 a, as kind of the whole body to, uh, to kind of announce that Veterans Day is coming on. And one of the issues that we had had in the past is a lot of local communities, which is the way it should be, uh, honor their veterans on Veterans Day. So it allows someone like myself to, uh, to, to come to this larger event, General Bowles, and, and the others, and then go to the local communities actually on Veterans Day. Yeah, and and there's uh, quite a, a program planned on the 10th, November the 10th, that your organization is involved in as well. Is that right? Correct. I, I'm actually uh, like I'm a member of the uh, the Mississippi National Guard. Yep. I'm the executive director of the National Guard Association, and for years the uh, the Mississippi War Veterans Commission, which is located over here in the War Memorial Building. Uh, we celebrated on Veterans Day. Uh, at, at a certain point, we made the decision to uh, to move that to a day prior to uh, Veterans Day because we we considered it as as a celebration of the whole state and that yeah. kind of what we talked about earlier, allowing us to kind of announce that uh, so people were aware that it was that it was coming up. And just to be frank, it it really helped with the with attendance. Yeah, because you have people coming around. And then Mississippi Veterans Affairs, Department of Archives, uh, History, and of course the Daughters of the American Revolution who had been with us uh, prior, uh, we've all been able to come together and it, it really does a great job of, of one, getting the word out because all those organizations, uh, they, they have such good membership and involved membership and consolidating like that is it's really done a good job and getting people like yourself uh, uh, to be able to get involved. We appreciate that. And it's so important to honor our veterans, uh, Colonel, and, and it, I know we all have busy lives. We go about them every day but these are the people that enable us to do that I mean they're the ones that uh, protect our freedoms and did so sacrificed uh, of course many went on paid the ultimate sacrifice but it's important to keep that 
uh, in the forefront in our society. It is, and, and Gerard, you make a, a great point. Uh, you know, you have Memorial Day, which obviously we we celebrate yeah. in May, and and that's that's to remember those that died. That's and, right. And they gave the ultimate sacrifice during service, but then you have Veterans Day, and as, as part of the ceremony for those that are able to to either come to the ceremony or watch it, is that we do uh, honor those that that are currently serving and that have served, but also the ones that did pay that ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> and even though it's technically not Memorial Day, we feel that it's important to remember those and remember the families. One of the things that you're going to see that's very moving to everyone is that we do the Gold Star Family Wreath Laying. And that, that's a big part of our program. And even though it is technically Veterans Day, we feel like it's important to, to include everybody. Sure. Sure. And so explain for the benefit of our audience that may not know Gold Star, what that means exactly. Sure, Gerard. The, the Gold Star family is, is a family that's lost someone in, in, in service to our country. Uh, it's, it's actually, you, you may have heard of Gold Star Mothers, yep. and it's, it's been expanded because you may have a situation where, you know, either a father or the mother is, is, has passed or a father is raising or grandparents or, or some or a relative. So it's, it's been expanded to that. And, and, and what, it, what it does is it allows us to recognize uh, the, the service of the families. I mean, just for instance, in my situation, uh, my son Ford, that you that you know, mm -hmm. uh, when he was born, he was four weeks old, and I left. I uh, left my wife for a year and a half hmm. uh, to go to Iraq, and you know she was there raising him. So these families, it's it's really important that people do remember that they sacrificed right alongside yeah. of, of these veterans, and that's yeah. that's a, that's a very important deal. And while everyone else gets along with their lives, the ones that have lost family members in service to our country, you know, they still live with that grief on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think recognition of that's very important. And, and Colonel, that's a, that's a big role of Veterans Affairs is not. It's not just serving veterans, but it's their families. And in many cases, uh, when, when a veteran passes away and the family's entitled to certain benefits as a result of that uh, from the government, it's Veterans Affairs that assists them with that. Is that right? Uh, that's, that's a great point. Uh, you know, Mississippi Veterans Affairs was, was originally created to, to serve Mississippi veterans, and right now we've got approximately 186,000 veterans. Wow. And when you talk about 186,000 veterans, you can almost double that when you start talking about families yeah. uh, in, in there. So you can see, you know, you go from 6% of the population to, to almost double that. So you're, you're talking over 10% of the population that is impacted in some wow. way by, vet, by Veterans Affairs. And they do, they do just an outstanding job. Stacy and his, uh, his, his, his staff has really placed an emphasis on, on the service and also maintaining the, the, the dignity of the service of these veterans. I, I, I've been so impressed with, with the, the quality of the programs and the quality of life they're able to give these, these veterans. Yeah, and of course the World War II veterans, there not many of those left. I mean, they're, they're, they're leaving us. They're getting up there in age. It's hard to believe it's been that long. So is it is it accurate to say then, Colonel, that a lot of the veterans today uh, certainly that existed during war times and conflicts, Vietnam, Korea, um, uh, Iraq, and so forth. Well, if you think about it, uh, you know, the, uh, Korea was only just a few years. It was in the 1950s, yeah. you know, past World War II. So those veterans are, are, are getting older. Uh, likewise, the, the Vietnam veterans in the 60s and early 70s, uh, those veterans, they're now. In their 70s. In, in, their, in their 70s, easily in their, in their 70s. So uh, a majority of the veterans you're seeing not only are from that time period, but you've got from the, uh, from the early 90s, from the first time that we went into Kuwait and did the, and did the liberation, 
uh, also too, obviously to the uh, to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, the, the complete war on terror. And there's a lot of conflicts in between. That that's that uh, that some you know smaller conflicts that that might not get the, quite the publicity as these others. Uh, that uh, that we they have veterans, so we've got them from all ages, uh, all the way up into into their 90s. Yeah, so so Colonel, I know besides obviously serving on the board now, and, and you've served in the military as you indicated right. at the top of the interview for a long time. What do the veterans say about? Uh, the services they get from Veterans Affairs that they're they're pleased with that it's going well. Oh, I, I, I certainly uh, certainly hope so. I tell you, one one of the things that uh, that that I have been impressed with to date is is obviously with 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 my job. I, I serve a lot of veterans. We had and and uh, we get a day to, you know daily calls, and the responsiveness has been uh, has been one of the things that I've been most impressed with 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 Mississippi Veterans Affairs. That you know, but we may not have an answer right then, but you recognize the problem and you're able to give a timetable and keep in constant communication uh, with with the different veterans. And there's there's veteran service officers over 90 percent. Uh, veteran service officers here in Mississippi are, are within 50 miles wow. of a veteran, and we have them on all the. We have you know uh, VA hospitals in uh, Memphis, here in Jackson, and down on the coast in Biloxi, I believe. And there's veteran service offices there, as well as all the, the major universities here in Mississippi. Yeah, it, it's been a few years, but I actually was involved in, a, in an IT project a long time ago for Veterans Affairs Board. And the thing that I will say that I observed just being around the office there is the, the folks are committed and, and they have a passion for what they do. I mean, really care. I've seen them help families, and it's just incredible. I agree. And, and I tell you what, people want to learn more. The, the easiest way, obviously, is to go on the website, www.msva.ms.gov, and they can go and they can find out a lot more services than we can talk about. Got it. Appreciate you coming on today, Colonel, and God bless uh, our veterans, and, and thanks for the great work Stacy and his staff and Veterans Affairs Board do in serving our veterans. They so deserve it. Thanks Thanks a lot. And thank you so much for allowing us to, to come in, and, uh, and I hope we've been able to, uh, to to shed some life on just the incredible work they do. It is awesome. Appreciate it. Colonel Alan McDaniel from the Mississippi Veterans Affairs Board will be right back. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A beautiful day for your Friday, mostly sunny, high near 65. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 69. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 42. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 71. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. In just the last few years, there have been more than 200 cases of human trafficking reported right here in central Mississippi. I met a guy on Instagram. I got hooked on drugs. He would crush it up and he would put it in orange juice and tequila and give it to me. My dad, when he needed to pay the bills, he would send me to a friend of his and then things would go on and our light bill would be paid or there'd be groceries. It's one of the fastest growing crimes in the state and you can help. You're invited to a super fun event to raise money for local organizations that rescue people from the grip of human trafficking or domestic abuse. The 41st annual Squat and Gobble Dance Contest and Turkey Calling Contest is coming up Thursday, November 11th 
at the new Mississippi Trademark, featuring live music from Dr. Zar's Amazing Funk Monster, a live and silent auction, great food and drinks, and more. Get tickets today at friendsforacause.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Save the date. Callaway's Christmas Open Houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Our landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas Open Houses the first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring your family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Attorney General Lynn Fitch, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, and Indiana Attorney General Todd Rakita filed a lawsuit Thursday to halt President Biden's vaccination mandate for federal contractors. Fitch said Biden has vastly overreached his authority, putting the jobs of one-fifth of the American workforce in jeopardy and violating vital principles, including state sovereignty, the rule of law, and religious liberty. To read the full complaint, visit supertalk.fm. And a 42-year-old man has been sentenced to 25 years in prison for the sexual battery of a 9-year-old girl in Madison and Rankin Counties. District Attorney Bubba Bramlett said the child was 14 when she disclosed that the assault by John Anthony Gardner, her mother's boyfriend, occurred when he took her hunting or fishing and continued at home while the mother was at work. Gardner's sentence will be served day for day without the chance of early release or parole. I'm Andy Davis. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? This is so awesome. On Supertalk Mississippi. everyone middays gerard gibbard rhino back in the studio i'm coming at you live from two mississippi museums the museum of mississippi history the civil rights museum these are really fantastic facilities if you haven't been down you got to do it folks every mississippian should in fact tour these museums very educational very well curated fantastic exhibits uh, really cool place. So yesterday, uh, Rhino, <laughs> you were talking. I can't remember if you and I talked about this off the air or if we were on the air, but it was about this family of 11 that uh, were featured on CNN. And this family 11 was just squawking about the rising cost of milk. Oh, yeah, that was after the show. It was uh, it was me making fun of all the check marks on Twitter that couldn't quite understand how a family of a whole bunch of kids would go through a whole bunch of milk in a week. <laughs> uh, they just don't understand the plight of raising a large family. But, okay, it doesn't matter. It's all relative. Maybe it's a, it's a family of four. doesn't really matter. The fact is the price of milk, of groceries, of commodities – Wheat, in particular, and, and products that are made with wheat, cereals, bread, etc., through the roof. This is no secret. But they're mocking it. Does it just not feel like we've got these elitist liberals that are on the coasts who just look down in this arrogant, pompous uh, m- manner at the rest of the country? Like, they, they know better than us. No, none of us know squat. And when we talk about these real-life, real-world, truly kitchen-table issues, they mock us. You've got to believe that that figured in, to a great extent, in what happened on Tuesday in the elections. Yet, they're doubling down. Oh, the reason that, that uh, the Democrats got, as Barack Obama said, shellacked on Tuesday. No, it wasn't a repudiation of critical race theory and the Democrat agenda and inflation and what folks saw in Afghanistan and the border. Nah, had nothing to do with that. It's because they didn't pass these mammoth tax and spending bills. Let's chop, chop. Let's get on it. Let's ram these things through. Don't worry about reading them. And by the way, even some members over there in the House have said, uh, we got to score this thing up. So there, there, there are two organizations that score these bills from a, from a revenue and spending perspective. And in, in, in particular, what they look for are shortfalls in revenue that would generate deficits in spending, which, of course, adds to the debt. But they've come back and said, you know, we really need to 
to get these things scored. So there's two organizations, the, the Joint uh, Committee on Taxation and then the Congressional Budget Office, the so-called CBO, and they score these things over 10 years. Well, they got the JCT scoring, but the CBO, it's, it's thought, would take a couple of weeks. And Pelosi says, nah, we don't need that. Don't worry about uh, CBO scoring uh, before you, you make a vote on this bill. You really don't need to know what it might mean in terms of uh, adding to our, our deficits or generating deficits and adding to our debt. Now, back in May of 2017, when the uh, when some other matters were being uh, debated, in particular, the president at that time, Donald Trump, and some changes that he was suggesting to make in Obamacare, they called it Trump Care. That's what Pelosi called it. She says that Republicans shouldn't vote without an updated CBO score. And then she also comes back on the next day, this was May uh, 2nd and 3rd, 2017, she said huge changes are being made to Obamacare as Trump tries to jam this bill through without updated CBO score of its economic impact. But that's precisely what she's doing. It's this double standard hypocrisy, I think, just drives people bonkers. I know it does me. It, it's just whatever is is the most effective political tool of the day, without any adherence, any cons to, to principles, without any consistencies, folks. Even the New York Times, certainly no uh, no conservative-oriented publication, they published an article overnight. Here's the title: In spending bill, Democrats rely on budget gimmicks. Gimmicks. They once derided. It's the same thing we've talked about here on the program, that the true price tag is not really the 1.75 as advertised. Even they are saying looks like it's closer to $4 trillion. That's at the 1.75. When it was 3.5, I said it was 7. It's roughly twice. Same things here. Because they put these programs in that cease in a few years, which reduce the overall cost, but everybody knows there's nothing as permanent as a temporary government program. So no CBO score yet, yet the reports this morning are that she fully intends to try to get this thing on the floor today. I don't think she's got the votes, and I don't think Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema and even likely other, uh, some other Democrats in the Senate, I'm not even sure they got the votes in the House, though Nancy Pelosi's pretty good vote counter. She's unlikely to put anything on the floor that would fail, and she can't lose but three. She can't lose but three votes in the House. So this is not the way to run the railroad. You, you don't just say, oh, we have to pass it to see what's in it. Oh, we just we don't worry about the true economic impact of these gigantic tax and spending bills. We'll worry about that later after it's in place. This is a recipe for failure. If, in fact, there's without a question if you did that in the private sector, of course you'd absolutely fail. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't make it. And if you think it's uh, too strong to use the word mocking, just take a listen to Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm when she was asked about gas prices. Again, it is two dollars eighty-nine cents a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> 
Oh my God, that is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. OPEC, OPEC, OPEC. That's just so short-sighted, so inaccurate. It's just mind-boggling to me. Uh, uh, here's what I think clear-eyed people know and think, is that before we had the present government that took over in January, we didn't have any record inflation. We didn't have the Afghanistan debacle. We didn't have the border crisis, which they still maintain is a marked improvement over what it was before Joe Biden took office. Much more humane now, that's what they're saying. Uh, the pictures that Americans are seeing, I don't think they reflect a more humane border whatsoever. But that's they keep peddling this stuff. And so you say one thing, Americans see and feel another. I think they're, they're starting to catch on. I, just, I know they are, as, as uh, evidenced by what happened on Tuesday. And she just laughs this off. Well, what do we need her for? What do we need... Transportation Secretary Buttigieg, when asked about the supply crisis, oh, this is because the Biden economy is recovering so rapidly and it's so robust, we just can't keep up. Rather than really drilling down to the root cause of what in the world has happened, is happening. And Americans want solutions. What we really want is government to get the heck out of the way. It's government that caused this problem. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, Jay from Como wants, wants us to know on the ceasefire text line, be sure you mention wheat and other farmers are not getting any more for crops. Farmers are not the ones who are causing higher food prices. Cattlemen aren't making any more for meat than 10 years ago. I, I understand that to be the case as well. Uh, Jay, and appreciate you sending that in and pointing it out. Um, I, I think it's just a function of the imbalance of demand and supply. Once it goes from uh, the grassroots producer, if you will, of these crops uh, and of cattle with respect to beef and other commodities as, as well, milk and so forth. Here's the other thing. The data this morning financial from the financial world suggests that that even though Joe Biden is taking victory laps and boasting about the increase in wages, which are up about 4.6% over the last year, fact is inflation is up 5.5%. So wages aren't uh, buying you any more disposable income. And they're just going right back out the door to cover the additional cost of everything you buy. So just be honest about that. It, it, people see it. They feel it. They... Uh, experience it. Uh, quit, quit trying to dance all around it. Just be honest, upfront, transparent. How many times do we have to say it? It's time for a break here on Middays. We're down at two Mississippi museums. Rhino back in the studio. Coming up later in the program, Pamela Jr., director of two Mississippi museums. Jansen Durboyles, adjutant general, Mississippi National Guard. Lucian Smith, attorney. Stay with us. Middays will be right back. 
Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Hurry, run, get to the car. It's coming. Start the car. What are you waiting for? I knew I should have gone to Mazda of Jackson. <laughs> rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in and upgrade to a new vehicle during our model year clearance at Mazda of Jackson. All the 2021s must go, and we're giving you amazing savings on every last one of them. Get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0.9% on every new Mazda in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. You can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Is your credit history scary? Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. <laughs> Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. So get to Mazda of Jackson today, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 14 to 116.36. March cotton was down 43 to 112.48. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were down 14 and a half to 12.08 and a quarter per bushel. March soybeans were down 15 and a quarter to 12.19 per bushel. December corn was down five and a quarter to 5.54 per bushel. March corn was down four and a half to 5.63 and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was up 87 to 131.52. February live cattle was up 80 to 136.65. January feeders up 30 to 158.45. March feeders up 32 to 159.65. At the open, the Dow Jones is up 333 points, 36,458. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. What's impressive about Pioneer's corn seed development? I'm here in York County, Nebraska. I'm on the side of the road. It's dark, pitch black, except for one thing. Well, off in the distance, about a quarter mile away, something is lit up. Can you hear it? That's Boreas, one of Pioneer's mobile wind machines. It looks like some mashup of a transformer and a highboy sprayer. And it can generate wind forces exceeding 100 miles per hour. It's like a tornado on wheels. Pioneer uses this machine to test its corn hybrids for standability. These tests are one of the reasons Pioneer has seen improved stock strength and root scores year after year. Boreas, one of the things that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. 
Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert live at two Mississippi museums. Rhino back in the studio. We thank you so much for joining us today and joining us now here on the set. Pamela Jr., the director of two Mississippi museums. Good morning, Miss Jr. Thanks for coming on. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I like that music that you were playing a few minutes. That's nice, wasn't it? A little oh, yeah. upbeat, having fun with oh, that. Definitely. Oh, we're definitely. all over it. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So you serve as the director uh, over both museums, is I that do. correct? I do, I do, and it's been a true privilege to be here. Well, uh, this is a fantastic uh, exhibit. Of these facilities are truly world-class and, and something that all Mississippians can and should be proud of. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's something that we've needed for a while. Yeah. And as our former governor who's passed on, William Winter, would say, they're the largest classrooms in the state of Mississippi. Good way to put it. Uh, so informative, so educational, so uh, well exhibited and curated. And uh, I, I've personally been through them uh, multiple times and been to some to some events in uh, the facility right behind us, to the auditorium as well. It's just overall uh, a treasure for the state of Mississippi. And uh, so uh, let's let's talk about first the Civil Rights Museum, which for me in my age, the thing that that always strikes me when I go through is I I remember so much of that, mm. uh, you know, growing up in Mississippi. But also I have to take stock of the tremendous progress we have made along the lines of civil rights. I think it's something we should be proud of. It doesn't mean it's perfect, that we don't have work to do, but we've come a long way here in Mississippi, and what this museum does is kind of walks you through that uh, from start to finish of in our state, or start to present day, I should say, in our state. It gives you this chronological walk through, yeah. and it's so amazing because we have this civil rights museum now, and then we have veterans of the movement that are still alive and they're yeah. able to come through and tell the background story so that we can hear it. It's like listening to living legends is what it is. So yeah. we're so honored just to have them walk through. And they're in their 80s usually. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just good for them to reflect. John Lewis walked into the museums and I walked around with him and he cried because he talked about how some a lot of the, uh, his friends are gone on now. Yeah. 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 And so... Uh, it's got to be emotional for them, uh, but to some extent, I hope it feels uh, some. De they feel some degree of reward for their efforts because they were the trailblazers that got us uh, to where we are. I, I can't not mention my good friend Reuben Anderson, mm. uh, ju the judge uh, whom I've had the pleasure of, of knowing uh, from a personal and business perspective for for quite some time, and I know he was instrumental in uh, to a great extent in uh, getting this thing done along with uh, former Governor Winter. 
Uh, I know he takes a great deal of pride in it, and, and well, he should. He's he's a fine man, fine Mississippian, he and, sure and his his fingerprints are all over this. As On well. everything, so, yeah. you know, and, and, and present day with the Flag Commission yeah. being the chairman of that board, and he's just so wonderful, and, and, and we honor him all, daily, we yeah. do, for the work that he's done here with the two Mississippi museums. So it's it's early in the morning, but uh, I've seen some folks already coming through. We we we've got uh, some uh, at least one group I think that yes, uh, we just do. saw get off. So uh, it, it, for many of them, do you think that's their first time through the museum? Well, you know, school stu students that come through here, yes, it may be their first time, and then yeah. we have a lot of repeaters. But sure. you know, COVID has changed a lot of things for us. So we're now we're looking virtually at at programs, and and we bring schools from all over the state of Mississippi virtually, and that's a good thing because we're reaching out. Yeah. And that community engagement is important. We want this these doors open like they were before, yeah. but it's a new it's a new day now. It's a new day. What uh, do you have a, uh, the data on how many how many visit on an annual basis? Well, you know, when we first started out, we were at about 450,000. Wow. It's gone down a little yeah. bit, but but that's okay because we're learning that we have to go, uh, change with the times. Yeah. We want them in the doors, but we'll also uh, see them virtually. We've had people from California, from New York, Chicago, and their groups wanting us to talk to them virtually about the Civil Rights wow. Museum and the History Museum. Uh, launched in 2017, yes. right, which was consistent with um, our our bicentennial exactly. of the state of Mississippi. Yes. So, which was uh, so fitting, I think. So, uh, really hadn't been around that long, but uh, fantastic facility. This has got to be as good or better than any similar in the country, would you say? You know, Lonnie Bunch came in, who's over the Smithsonian Secretary Bunch, and he told me, he said, your our, your museum is the best next to ours. That is awesome. <laughs> next to ours, of course. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be here and a pleasure having you on the program, Miss Junior. We thank you so much, and uh, everything looks great. Thank Thanks. you. Thank yes. you. Yes, thank you so much. We'll take a break right here. we got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way, and then we'll come right back later on in the program. Jansen Durr-Boyles, Adjutant General of the Mississippi National Guard. Lucian Smith, attorney and former chair, chairman of the Mississippi GOP, and Rachel Myers, the deputy director of two Mississippi museums as well. Stay with us. Middays will be right back. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. America's getting back to work. Our economy is starting to work for more Americans. President Biden applauding the latest numbers out reflecting an economy regaining momentum with 531,000 jobs added in October. The unemployment rate dropping to 4.6 percent. The president wrapped up the press conference saying he was going to make calls to get Congress to approve his agenda. Democrats in the House appear on track to pass a social safety net measure and infrastructure bill tied to President Biden's Build Back Better pledge. For months, Democrats have haggled over the 
size and scope of a social spending plan totaling now nearly $2 trillion for universal pre-K, Medicare expansion, and climate initiatives while raising taxes on corporations and high-income individuals. The measure would still need to find support from all 50 Senate Democrats. Fox's Jared Halpern. America's listening to Fox News. Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. Upgrade your career today at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. Our service techs don't just fix tractors. They're passionate about solving problems for our customers. From yard of the month to farm of the year, we keep our customers running so they can harvest their land's potential. Don't just settle for a job. Come to Ag Up and start a career. Great benefits, family atmosphere, and values. Visit our 16 hometown locations or agup.com to view and apply for job opportunities to move up close to you. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Northeast Mississippi has the highest concentration of fiber-to-the-home broadband projects in America. As more federal dollars make their way into the state, Northern District Public Service Commissioner Brandon Presley says caution must be used when rewarding companies who have had a decade to install broadband but haven't done it. Now they're suddenly interested in some of the free money that's out there, and I'm particularly talking about some of the bigger carriers that have been involved. We've seen what unlocking, A, some free market principles, some business principles, and being conservative about our spending. We have seen what that will get us, and what it got us is some of the largest geographic expansion of broadband ever. We don't need a big, fat government giveaway program that just gives away to companies who have a track record of not providing results. For more Mississippi News, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. From tablets to drones, even tractors with their own computers. As a farm family of Mississippi, we use the latest technology to get the most out of our land, growing acres of rice, soybeans, and corn. These digital tools help us map out where to plant and harvest. They manage our farmland from a bird's eye view and even tell us the right amount of water to use. It's a smarter way to farm, providing for our family and yours, the farm families of Mississippi. A North Carolina man has been charged with kidnapping a child in Hattiesburg. Reports say 24-year-old Jahazio Guerrero was arrested following an incident at a Hattiesburg restaurant Tuesday. The child was unharmed and quickly reunited with family. Guerrero was initially charged with disorderly conduct, failure to comply, and public drunkenness. He's being held at the Forest County Jail. 
and it's becoming more and more common for everyday people to become involved in the political process. Mississippi's Mandy Gunasakara is the former chief of staff for the EPA. When you have an entire approach, the Democrat approach, which was all about inhibiting freedom, the freedom to have a say in your children's education, the freedom to make personal health decisions and to keep them personal, um, you're going to activate a lot of interest and you're going to activate people who have the courage and the willingness to step out and, you know, throw their hat in the arena. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. You are listening to Middays with Gerard and Rhino. I'm down at two Mississippi museums. Rhino back in the studio on this. Friday, y'all. little chilly outside. I, Rhino, I thought the sun was supposed to break through at some point today. What's the story on that? Uh, it's still threatening that, and there are parts of the Magnolia State that will have mostly sunny skies today, but it all depends on your locale. Okay. All right. Well, I'm getting impatient. It's still cloudy outside. Supposed to tee it up, play a little golf this afternoon in advance of a birthday celebration tonight. I must announce that today is my lovely wife's birthday. Today, Monday was my daughter's. Today is my wife's. So happy birthday, uh, birthday. Shout out to my wife of 40 years, Julie Gibbert, Julie Gill Gibbert, uh, my soulmate. And uh, we're going to have a little dinner tonight with a family. But prior to that, I'm hoping the sun breaks out, intending to tee it up with the pals out there this afternoon. I got my cold gear. I don't think it's going to be all that cold. I, it was colder yesterday than I think it is today. So, uh, All right, so, you know, Lauren Bobert, you know her, Rhino. She is the a Republican rep out in Colorado. Well, after <laughs> after the election on Tuesday, oh gosh, 
She is now uh, showing off her brand new dress. It's a new fashion trend, and you could say that she's, to some extent, tongue-in-cheek mocking Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tax the rich dress. You remember that? She wore to the Met Gala in New York, I think back in September. Congresswoman Boebert is now wearing a dress that reads, Let's go, Brandon, on the back of it. That uh, the phrase is certainly getting some traction. Even the rap, rap stars, right, are producing music, some of which are trending along the top of the charts. You seeing that, Rhino? Oh, yeah. Last I looked, the top five songs on iTunes were all variations of Let's Go, Brandon. <laughs> And I'm going to be completely honest, I did not know who Representative Boebert was before I saw that picture, and I was so confused by all the outrage, because I thought it was just some random influencer or celebrity that you had politicians taking pictures with, Yeah. until I finally was like, oh wait, that's a politician. She doesn't look like a politician. Right, she doesn't, but she is, and she's got her dress on, and uh, I... Honestly, thought that was not only uh, brilliant uh, just for a laugh, but uh, it's brilliant from a political perspective because now it's all over the news. It's uh, certainly in the uh, in in a lot of the news that I consume, and so she's getting some notoriety from that. And uh, that ain't a bad thing when you're a politician if you got them talking about you like that. So, by the way, uh, you know I said earlier it's faith, confidence, and certainty that drive investment expansion and hiring that's that's something that i have kind of uh held to a standard uh, a belief for quite some time all right so here's an example just this morning now the democrats are talking about reviving the roth ira and 401k limits for wealthy americans this isn't this is in their latest spending proposal and the reason is because that would generate revenue that they can stick in the revenue bucket to try to uh, make these bills seem more deficit neutral and 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 get signed off by the Senate parliamentarian uh, for for passing under reconciliation rules and just raise their hand and say, "Look, which costs nothing." That's the, of course, the quip that uh, has been thrown at uh, Americans. Costs nothing. <clears throat> Not taking into consideration the cost to those who are bearing the higher tax burden to pay for this gigantic spending package. But this is, is really just massive changes to Roth IRAs and, and 401ks. And the main difference between those is that a Roth IRA uh, contributions are made into those on a um, an after-tax basis, meaning you don't get any tax break on the contributions, but rather when, when uh, you withdraw, uh, you get the tax break, and, and the, the withdrawals are not subject to tax. Uh, uh, standard 401k is just the opposite. You get a tax break. The contributions are made on a, on a pre-tax basis. They're not subject to tax. It reduces your tax burden when you're contributing. Uh, as uh, and, and by the way, your employer's contributions, they're not taxable to 
the employee either. But when you withdraw, you pay taxes. So they're kind of a reverse situation. But anyhow, they're dreaming up new schemes, new rules to go after those dirty, greedy, rich people, not taking into consideration this will affect us all. This doesn't just affect them. That's the, the sort of the standard line. You hear, won't affect you if you make less than this kind of money and that kind of stuff. Simply not true. Absolutely not true. And so they're just looking for money. They're just fishing around, looking for ways they can go uh, confiscate more money so that they can filter off the top and send it out the back door uh, in the form of more helicopter money. And then they tell us, by the way, this won't be inflationary. Who's, who's buying that? Who's buying that anymore? I, I'm not buying that anybody is. Donald in Oxford says that Boebert is the Republicans' version of AOC. She drives liberals crazy, and I love it, on the ceasefire text line. Thomas in Greenwood reminds she's the one that open carries in that cringe drop-leg holster. That is true. Pamela in Biloxi. Appreciate this. Pamela says, happy birthday to, uh, to Julie from Biloxi. I hope your special day is extra special. Really appreciate that, Pamela. Julie, of course is a native of Biloxi. My wife, born and raised in Biloxi. We were married in Nativity BVM uh, down there a few blocks off the beach, uh, just uh, almost in the middle of downtown Biloxi. Beautiful hot day when we got married. That was July 25th. That just uh, it, uh, We just uh, celebrated our 40th anniversary of being married. But nonetheless, happy birthday to my wife. Ricky and Jackson says, I wish I was one of them millionaires. It means I can spend more money to put more money to, to work. Uh, more people have more money. More money, more money. We'll go everywhere. Rich people just do not keep the money. They spend it. Uh, you know, we could spend hours on that, uh, That Ricky. You're, you're so right. But it doesn't really matter. It's about freedom. Why can't people just just uh, get that, uh, that freedom is greater than tyranny? And limited uh, government and less regulation and lower taxes are greater for everyone than authoritarianism and more taxes. Because think about where those taxes go. They go to the most inefficient steward of money, arguably, on the planet. That's the federal government. Why? So these people, they, it's not that they want taxes to go to the federal government for, for any specific benefit to them. They just want to punish people. They want a pound of flesh. That is not the purpose of producing revenue through the form of taxes. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to, to operate a very limited, constitutionally bound government. That just never enters the equation. Oh, they got more? we got to go take it from them. We can't let that happen. The Democrats now see, see this, see taxes as a tool to limit so-called wealth and income inequality. They got they made too much. They succeeded too much. We got to take it from them. And that's not the purpose of taxes. That's not the way it's supposed to work. And all they're doing is hurting everyone in in doing so. Um, so I, I I hope that at the end of the day none of that makes it because monkeying around with the 401k and the Roth IRA rules is, is going to be bad for all of us, but again, it's just a way for the Democrats to figure out schemes to produce more revenue so that they can 
ram this thing through on a reconciliation basis. The other thing they're busy trying to hammer out, you guys may have already uh, been made aware of this, is uh, immigration. They're still trying to push through massive immigration reform in this spending bill. And, of course, the, uh, the parliamentarian in the Senate has already kind of poo-pooed on that, but that is back on the table. They continue to, to um, invest in negotiations do the Democrats in their social, social spending bill that includes what really is a very thorny issue, and that's immigration. They just won't back off of it. <laughs> they say that they want more work permits, more green cards. <coughs> Excuse me, time for a break here. We'll be right back. Buying for a business? Let Batteries Plus be your partner. Whether you have one location or many, you'll find solutions for all of your battery, lighting, phone, and tablet repair needs, plus volume discounts and more. Sign up for a free business account at batteriesplus.com business. Batteries Plus. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. We have the deal. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? We have the deal. That's right. Ridgeland Mitsubishi has the deals because we are your pre-owned headquarters. We have cars, SUVs, crossovers, and more all waiting for you. And boy, do we have trucks. Two-wheel drive, 4x4, diesel, every brand, every size, and in stock. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hardtops, Softtops, Lifted, and Kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. What does all this mean to you? Since we've got an amazing selection of pre-owned vehicles, we're sure to have something for every buyer and every budget. Plus, get a free 40-inch TV on us. Credit problems? Not at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Want to trade? Bring in your car and vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Okay, now you're just wasting time. Get to your pre-owned HQ because we have the deal. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See dealer for details with approved 
With store-wide savings of 50 to 80%, now is the perfect time to do your Christmas shopping at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Our lease expires soon, and so will the savings. Save 50 to 80% on stackable rings, diamond studs, color and diamond pendants, even our wedding bands are sale price. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is closing out our entire inventory. Nothing is held back. 50 to 80% off store-wide now at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. 144 Market Street, Flowood, in front of J.C. Penney. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are coming at you live from two Mississippi museums. Sorry, I got a little frog in the throat before the last end of the last segment. Just needed a little water, and on the remote here, don't have a cough button, so I had to go excuse myself for that. But I'm good. I'm not not sick. Just a little frog in the throat. Uh, all right, we've got uh, Adjutant General of the Mississippi National Guard, Jansen. Boils, I know him, of course, as Durr, as we have for so many years. We've been friends, and I appreciate you coming out today. We've got Veterans Day right around the corner next Thursday. So, and we've got a slate of events scheduled for that, as well we should, to honor our veterans. And I know you will be involved in that, delivering a keynote, right? Gerard, I will. Um, you know, we try to uh, uh, highlight uh, two events. One is uh, down in Shelby where the National Guard will have their uh, their event, and I'm typically the speaker there. But mostly uh, just giving an update to the veterans who serve in the National Guard. They always like to come and hear what's going on with the National Guard. So, yeah. that's, uh, so you call it keynote, but it's really what I would call an update for okay. folks. Okay, I got you. And uh, then I'll be here for the National Guard Association event on the 10th of November here in Jackson. Is that a national event? Uh, the National Guard Association for Mississippi. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, so and you said the 10th, next 10th? That'll be the 10th. The, the day before. That's correct. Yeah, That's all right, correct. awesome. Correct. So um, it is important, is it not, a General, that we continue to not only honor our veterans but to take care of them. And we had Colonel uh, McDaniel Allen, of course, on earlier in the show. It, it's, it's important. And how, how can we ever do enough for, for these men and women who serve their country? 
uh, it just seems like that we get busy with our, our I'm guilty of it, we, we all are, we get busy with our routines, our, our way of life, our daily lives, taking care of our families and, and so forth, but we can't yeah. forget about these folks. No, um, and it's it's great to have a day where we can just recognize not only the folks who are currently serving, but the uh, men and women who have served in the past. Uh, this this military organization that we have, Gerard, is the preeminent organization in the world. I mean, we travel to other countries, and they look to us for how we do business. Uh, we're an example for all these other militaries in the world, and the men and women who have served have set that example. Um, I can just simply say I'm proud to have served with the folks that came before me. Uh, there's some great leaders that I have had the pleasure of knowing that have sort of uh, formed me as, into who I am. Yeah. So. it's It's got to be rewarding uh, as a leader to know that you are supported by so many fine individuals uh, throughout the ranks that – uh, share your passion, your love of country, and, and it's important that they work together as a cohesive unit. But I, I know you, Durr, General, and, and you try not to make it about you. You make it about them. And every time we talk, I, I can sense that. And I and I respect you and am and, and grateful. Hopefully that resonates throughout the ranks that they see that because they're following your lead in that respect. I say that I think uh, you know we've I think I've used the term servant leadership before. Um, I often make the example that while there are men and women underneath me who work directly for me and they execute the orders and decisions that I make. Yeah, I spend as much time out in the field talking to the enlisted E fours and E ones sure. and E twos. And I feel like that's who I work for. And uh, an example of that, Gerard, is back during the COVID response, I made a point to just go from site to site each day to find out what those young men and women needed. And then I'd come back and I'd tell my guys, make yeah, it happen. Yeah, sure. So They know that and they so, sense that. And, and that makes them even more committed, more motivated. They're, you know, it, it, whether it's the military or it's business, <clears throat> if those folks that are truly producing the work throughout the organization down in the ranks, if they don't feel like leadership has their back right. and is attending to their needs, they don't perform as well. Conversely, when they do feel like that's the case, they're just more motivated. They, right. they kick butts what they do. And I think it goes back to what I, what I said earlier. Um, I've had the benefit of following great leaders in this organization. Uh, I mean, I could just take up all our time naming them yeah and each of them brings a different element to the you know to the formation um, but but I'll say to to the man and to the woman uh, they've all taught me that that's the way you you do business in the Mississippi National Guard you work for those young men and women who are out there doing the hard work yeah it's so true yeah. uh, all right the museums here you've been through them? I have it's a great museum, and I like the fact that we do. We have both sides here yeah. to go through, so yeah. it's a great facility. They do a great job, yeah. and it, it is uh, such, I think, an asset for yeah. the state yeah. no of doubt. Mississippi. Uh, is there is there any connection with the National Guard, um, General, in the museums? You, have you guys been involved in any events or, or uh, just integrated in any way? Well, we always we, we have a number of events here. We, the National Guard Association actually likes to use this facility, and and the National Guard Association, who you had Alan McDaniel on earlier, yeah. is is our association that interacts with government and businesses on behalf of the military 
part of the National Guard. Okay. And so they will have functions here that support what we do. Yep. And uh, we've got we've got stories of men and women who've served in the Guard all throughout this building. Yeah, it's so. it's awesome. Uh, and what about upcoming events for the now? So I know this past year, uh, you guys did uh, your you went to California. And that, yeah, I know. And that's yeah. every two years. Do you go? How often do you do that? Well, so um, two things, if I may. Okay, so, sure. So you mentioned California. So yep. that is called the National Training Center, and uh, we're one of five states that has an armored brigade combat team with tanks. Okay. Basically. Okay. Uh, there are other formations in the National Guard, but they are infantry brigade combat teams. Okay. They have Bradleys and uh, other forms of equipment. Uh, every five years, we go to National Training Center in California, and we hone our skills out there in maneuvering tanks at the company and battalion level uh, against a near-peer competitor, which you know would be a Soviet or a yeah. Russian or a China kind of scenario. Um, so we just got back from doing that this past summer. And uh, so now we will go into a reset where everybody focuses on their individual training, going to schools and learning how to do their job individually better. And then they'll start building towards another event out in California in five years. And that's where the cycle. And if you do your math, there are five ABCTs in the National Guard. So every five years, one of those ABCTs goes to California. Okay. I so, got you. Yeah. So it's kind of a rotational uh, sort of basis it like is. that. But I, I want to highlight uh, also this this COVID response. I'll give you the story of just one unit real quickly. Yeah. Uh, the, the 112th MPs up in Canton, this battalion headquarters up there with three companies, uh, they go on a deployment back in 19 and 20. They get back from deployment, and they go into the COVID response in March and April of 20. Yeah. Uh, they take a break and he'll go help with the inauguration up in Washington. Okay. Come back and do more COVID work, and then they finish up in August. And we'd tell them to go down to Louisiana <laughs> and help Louisiana with, with Ida. Hurricane. Yeah. So that's just one example of how much work these uh, young National Guard women and, and men are doing. And these are people that that volunteer for this. They they, they come out of the private sector for the most part. They're they not do. necessarily career military people. They they do this just to. Uh, to serve their country and, and because they have a calling and a passion for it. And I think that's an advantage. Take the, the military police, for example. I mean, uh, about two-thirds of our formation, they do military, they do policing work yeah. in their full-time jobs. Okay. So they're taking those skill sets down to Louisiana with them to help with traffic control and security of buildings and how they, they, it's second nature to them what they do. So they take their civilian skills and really translate them into a military operation. Oh, I see. Yeah. How many are, are in, in, in the National Guard in Mississippi? So we have a total of 12,500. About 2,500 of those are Air Force. The okay. Other 10 would be Army. Pretty big Air Force uh, unit at uh at our airport here it right. is uh, the, the 172nd over yeah. alan thompson yeah. um and they've done some heavy lifting this year they were involved in the uh exit out of afghanistan believe it or not i didn't know that and uh, so it, it makes me proud to see those planes coming in you know a lot of times we think they're just doing touch and goes around jackson yeah but practicing a lot of time that plane is coming in from overseas i didn't know that mission. sure I, I, well, I'm glad to know that because I'll admit, t typically when I see those those big guys flying around, that's what I'm thinking is that's that right. they're just practicing, doing yeah. touch and goes. But you're saying that often they're transporting troops. They are. I'll look at it different. Good. Now. 
Very good. Appreciate that. So we're going to come back. We've got more to talk about with uh, Adjutant General of the Mississippi National Guard, Jansen Boyles. Stay with us. Middays. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A beautiful day for your Friday, mostly sunny, high near 65. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 69. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 42. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 71. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. Access to quality health care is essential to building a healthier and stronger Mississippi. At Amerigroup, we're doing everything we can to make that a reality. Since 2020, we've invested over $2 million through grants and donations to support Mississippi communities. From rural nursing scholarships to the state's first prescription food program, this is just the beginning of Amerigroup's commitment to enrich the lives of every Mississippian. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. 
I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Northeast Mississippi has the highest concentration of fiber to the home broadband projects in America. As more federal dollars make their way into the state, Northern District Public Service Commissioner Brandon Presley says caution must be used when rewarding companies who have had a decade to install broadband but haven't done it. Now they're suddenly interested in some of the free money that's out there, and I'm particularly talking about some of the bigger carriers that have been involved. We've seen what unlocking, A, some free market principles, some business principles, and being conservative about our spending. We have seen what that will get us, and what it got us is some of the largest geographic expansion of broadband ever. We don't need a big, fat government giveaway program that just gives away to companies who have a track record of not providing results. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Pick me up, love. Pick me up, love. Every day. Pick me up. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard down at two Mississippi museums. We're talking to the Adjutant General of the Mississippi National Guard, Jansen Boyles. So, General, next week the Veterans Day program slated for Wednesday, November the 10th. Give us a little overview of that, if you would, sir. Well, I get to uh, I get to speak, and uh, had the had the pleasure of speaking last week. We will. Uh, uh, honor a gold star family uh, while we're there but uh, it's just an opportunity for you know I like to highlight the guard and what the guards are doing but it's really an opportunity for all the veterans in this area to come together and you know from all the services yeah. who've, who've made a difference to uh, come together and just sort of just sort of interact and uh, we'll say a few words to them about you know patriotism and thanking them for their service so. 
Will we have, will you see veterans representing, uh, I guess, the spectrum of all the, the wars and the conflicts we'll be, we've been involved in? You do. I don't know that uh, we'll have a War or two veteran there, but uh, I've always seen a good many Vietnam veterans. Yeah. And uh, we'll have probably a sprinkling of Korea veterans there. Yeah. Um, but they're getting older also. Yeah. We're starting to lose uh, those veterans. Um, but, but yes, you know, Navy, Marine, uh, Army, Air Force, uh, you see all flavors, Coast Guard, you see them all at that event. And this is about honoring them, obviously, the, the special uh, honor of a Gold Star family. I mean, this is really the purpose of the event. Well, it, it is. That's part of it. Okay. Uh, but we do spend a lot of time honoring the sacrifice that that Gold Star family has made sure. and the soldier has made also. And um, so it's, it's, it's a good flavor. And it's, I, I, think it's, I think there's an element of the veterans who are there want to do that also. Hmm. The veterans who have served and given their time and their, you know, their, their, their time to the freedom and prosperity of our country, that they want to pay respects to those Gold Star families. Is, is for some of them, is it a reunion? Do, do veterans come together, see other veterans that maybe they haven't seen over the year or, or even in past years? It, it is. I mean, this... This community, uh, and it's not just Hines County, but it's Madison and, yeah. and Rankin, uh, a lot of these veterans in this community, we know each other. Sure. You know, we know who've served. It's the bond. Know them by name, and, and regardless of the age, um, we, we interact and we're close, and so it's just really an opportunity for us to have an event to come together and see each other. Sometimes it's just once a year yeah. where I see some well, of the, that's what I was the men yeah. here. Yeah. So it's a, good, it's a good event for that. Really is the uh, you know something that that I'll just point out just from a personal perspective is uh, you and I of course were, were kids when the Vietnam situation was going on yeah I, I think it's fair to say we didn't treat them the way they should have been treated when they returned to their country that seems to have changed quite a bit do you not think uh, general the attitude of the public of Americans toward those that served in in Vietnam which was really just a nasty war. I, I I think so, Gerard. I you know I can give you just one example. We had a unit that came home from Desert Storm, uh, and they had some Vietnam veterans in that unit. And the commander told me he's a company commander, captain, had some old crusty NCOs there with him, and he let them be the first ones off the bus. Wow! So they could get the homecoming they didn't get when they were in Vietnam. Wow! This is this is a National Guard unit. Um, but but I'll, I'll say this. And, and I think my peer group would agree with this, the two, the three, the four-star generals and the senior, senior leaders in, our, in the active duty and the guard. And, and that is that, that I'm a better soldier uh, and leader because of the Vietnam veterans who mentored me. Sure. And I think, I think a lot of your four and three and two-stars will tell you that, that are serving right now. Um, I could call you several names of people who inspired me that that had served in. Well, that's in good Vietnam. to hear. Yeah. Good to know because that I I just can't. I don't think I could ever erase those images of the way so many of those were treated, and they were just going off to do what what uh, members of the armed forces do. They, they they're called. They serve their country. They do what they're told to do. Correct. Uh, they do it to their best of their ability and and we we shouldn't tie them up and you know what essentially is the politics of it and and i'll i'll just simply say 
regardless of how they were treated, uh, the legacy of their service survives through us. Okay. Well, that's, that's good I, to know. That's what I would tell you. Uh, well, I, I'm glad to hear that and glad to know that. It's yeah. just always been a concern, I guess, uh, you know, as I've aged. I'm just thinking about that because the first war we ever saw on television, essentially. Right. And you can't get those images out. Now, since then, uh, the conflicts we've had in the Middle East, th- those have all been broadcast, you know, quite heavily in, right. in, in a number of different media sources. And and I certainly don't mean to discount their service as well in calling attention to, to Vietnam. A lot of those folks came back, um, lost limbs, the veterans that are alive today, and, and had really bad experiences. And we got to take yeah. care of them. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say um, what's been good about the last 20 years in serving in the military is that the, the active component and the guard and the reserves were not always a close-netted yeah. group. But the last 20 years, we have truly been working together, and I've got several active duty general officers who I have on speed dial because we developed relationships as lieutenant colonels and colonels, and I can I can speak for that. So I I think that's a real takeaway from this last 20 that's years. That's good to hear. What we've been doing. I'm uh, yeah. got to believe that there's some knowledge transfer in both directions that occur could occur that would benefit all i i would say i i think uh, i think the relationship with the active duty was challenging through desert storm in the sure. early part of this 20-year period but i think we have grown to learn each other's attributes that we bring to the table and i think there is much respect on both sides of that. That's, that's, that's great to hear. All right, yeah. so the yeah. the event, the program next week, next Wednesday, November 10th, where will that be? So uh, we have the program here at the uh, museum. Uh, okay. We like to do it outside in front if the weather cooperates, but we also have a, a plan to do it inside if it, if it okay. does. But it's right here at the museum, and it's, it's easy to get to. There's plenty of parking. I hope that a lot of folks will come. Come join yeah. us and be part of it. And, and uh, you'll have a, a key role in that as well. And, you know, certainly the uh, I think it's a great deal to take care of the Gold Star family and recognize that service as well and for you to be involved in that general. that I know that's important uh, to the family, and uh, that's the ultimate sacrifice, as we say. Yeah. And we are so grateful as a nation and as a people to those who, who do that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. Words seem so inadequate, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's the least we can do. And I think to carve out a day like this and have a program uh, of recognition is really special. And uh, on behalf of uh, all Mississippians, we we are grateful for that. We are thank you thankful for that. And we are proud at Super Talk to be part of um, recognizing this event um, a few days before it occurs and to be in these museums, which I think is just a fantastic Mississippi treasure and Mississippi asset. And uh, I'm glad to know the way that veterans are sort of integrated into the experience in here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whether they're retired or whether they're currently serving in the Guard, for example, or even on active duty, uh, you know, we're just part of the fabric of the community. Yeah. A big part. I mean, it's the Museum of Mississippi History. Yeah. You can't uh, exclude that from part of our history, Absolutely such a key, key part of it. Uh, and, and these things are great. The family's good for you? Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. about my family? Yeah, your family. Yeah, we're doing fine. Uh, boys have grown up. You know that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we're, we're staying busy and, and uh, balancing family with the military life. It's something all these veterans have to do. Yeah. 
And uh, but 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 we're going well. Robin's doing well. Thank you yeah, for asking. Good. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. So this is my wife's birthday. Julie's birthday. Yeah, it's Julie's well, birthday. Good. So well, I think she's listening birthday. in and all. Well, she and you're here at work. It. I'm here at work. Yeah, we're doing something tonight, though. We're not. <laughs> okay. you, you know, we're not forgetting that. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> you don't forget that sort of stuff. At one time, if you do, that's it. Of no, course, I get it. No, nev- I get it. Never have. I have been it. out of town working often. Yeah. Uh, uh, not my choice, but you have to do what you have to do. But Gerard, Robin's birthday is Monday the 8th. Oh, really? So we share. How about that? Same month. We share the November yeah. birthdays. Yeah. So that's so, good. Uh, so what's on tap for the guard in the, in the next few months and in, in the next year? Yeah, so uh, we, we've been very busy the last two years, really, really busy. And uh, so this next year, 2022, we've we've sort of scheduled our soldiers to and airmen to really focus on their individual training, get their individual uh, status uh, improved. And then in 2023, we'll start sending people back out the door. Uh, we've got uh, probably as many as 2,000 going out the door in 2023. And uh, so we're gearing up for that also. Uh, we got just about a minute left. How's sure. the recruiting going? Recruiting's great. It really is. Uh, we struggled a little bit because we didn't have the, the touch with the students in high schools. Because yeah. high schools were down for COVID. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but we came back with a vengeance in October this year. And so uh, doing very well. What's interesting is recruiting was important. But retention carried the day for us. I got you. Because we didn't have people getting out this year. Yeah. So. So uh, so glad uh, to hear that, and uh, so good to see you, of course, General. Appreciate uh, your service to our country and to Mississippi and for your leadership and all you do. Good to see you today. Thank you, Gerard. You Appreciate got it. Always we'll, good to be here. You bet. We'll be right back with more here on Middays. Stay with us. suffer from daily joint pain? Capilla Ortho's team of board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are specifically trained to help you say goodbye to joint pain forever. With same-day appointments, our knowledgeable physicians are here to deliver immediate and accurate results. Why wait? Don't live with joint pain any longer. Give Capital Ortho a call today at 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. Let Capital Ortho help you say goodbye to joint pain and get you back to living your best life. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleEase.com. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. With just a few short weeks left before our lease expires, DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering 50 to 80% savings storewide. 
Diamond earrings, wedding bands, loose diamonds, it's all marked down 50 to 80%. This is a perfect time to do your Christmas shopping. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry accepts cash, verified check, credit cards, and 12 months interest free is available with approved credit. Save 50 to 80% now before our lease is up at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. 144 Market Street, Flowood, in front of JCPenney. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The USDA has appointed two Farm Service Agency State Executive Directors and two Rural Development State Directors. Among the FSA State Executive Appointees, Thaddeus Fairley Sr. has been appointed the FSA State Executive Director for the state of Mississippi. He served as a field representative for Congressman Benny Thompson's office. He also served as an expert in Congressman Thompson's office and broadband initiatives and constituent services, including issues from farmers. Prior to joining that office, he worked in the banking industry for seven years. He's a graduate of Mississippi Valley State and LSU at Shreveport. That is fairly senior, appointed the FSA State Executive Director for the state of Mississippi. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash internet now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's V-I-A-S-A-T dot com slash internet now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional terms and conditions. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. That keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino. I am down at two Mississippi museums. We are getting ready to celebrate Veterans Day coming up next November the 11th, next Thursday. Big program scheduled right here at two Mississippi museums on Wednesday, November the 10th. Always appreciate having... Adjutant General Jansen Durboils on the program and giving us an update. Vicki in Clarksdale on the C Spire text line says, My son just retired from the military after serving 20 years in the Air Force, and he's happy to be a civilian now. Appreciate uh, you sending that to us, Vicki, and definitely appreciate your 
son's service. Arlen in Wayne County says happy birthday to Gerard's wife. Julie appreciates that. Arlen, thanks for weighing in. All right, we're going to pivot a little bit with this next message on the ceasefire text line from Ben from Madison County. said, sad to see this medical marijuana issue being kicked to the 2022 session. This feels like politicians are letting politics get in the way from upholding the will of the people. Politics? Nah. Um, so, Rhino, the latest on that, uh, saw a couple of reports that indicate the lieutenant governor, Delbert Hoseman, is not optimistic about a special session being called by the governor to get a medical marijuana program going. Uh, you seeing anything on that? Yeah, the nothing official, but the scuttlebutt seems to be the the countdown is on. There's about a week, maybe a week and a half at most left where he could call a special session. But the uh, the scuttlebutt is also that negotiations have pretty much broken down. Yeah, and and the remaining issues. I think I got this right. From the governor's perspective, are the THC content and the amount of medical marijuana that uh, one could purchase in the state of Mississippi once they have the the required authorization? Is it called a prescription? I can't remember. Is it actually called a prescription, or is there some other name for it? I don't think it's technically a prescription, but a doctor would have to prescribe it, so it's kind of in a gray area there. Well, nonetheless, it it just looks like that, uh, according to at least to what the lieutenant governor is indicating, that it's not going to happen. He he says uh, he does, however, say he thinks that our program will be one of the best in the country, and that basically negotiations are complete. However, you know, just uh, as an aside to that, it looks like the governor's not comfortable with the THC content and the the quantity. So. Uh, those those could be fairly significant sticking points that that might throw a, a wrench in the works even when they get in a special session to get it hammered out. And I, now I don't have any any information from legislators that have suggested that. I, I'm just observing and opining that that might be uh, the situation. I, I guess the bigger concern is when we get the the uh, regular session cranked up in January, how much time this thing will consume. Uh, you, you you just got to wonder if that is a is, because if you think about it, and the reason I say this if you think about it, how much time has it consumed thus far? A lot. Now, on the one hand, you could say, well, all the heavy lifting's been done and lots of the negotiations have been completed. But on the other hand, you look at it and say, well, the fact that it's drug on this long and it's taken this long to to get to where we are, which is still not at a point where the governor is, is comfortable and would call a, a special session, that, that this, uh, the negotiation, the, the n- deliberations are going to endure for a while, and that could take some time. Uh, and and I, don't, I feel like the legislators, nobody's told me this. This is just an observation or a bit weary of, of this subject, of this matter itself, that they're just ready to get this one behind them and move on to other matters that the state has to 
uh, has to address. But we shall see. It's just around the corner is the regular session. So Thomas and Greenwood says Tate may veto the bill from the upcoming session. Uh, I don't know, Thomas. I, I don't think... I think the governor's made it fairly clear now where he stands, what the hoops are that have to be jumped through, as they say, what issues have to be resolved to his satisfaction. I don't think he's going to get a bill on his desk that is not in a position to sign. I just don't. Whether or not that can happen through the House and Senate, I don't know. There may be an impasse there. And nonetheless, uh, we'll keep on it, and we'll keep informing you. We'll take a break right here. It is time for Super Talk News and Fox News, top of the hour. And when we come back, Lucian Smith, we're going to talk about the legality of these vaccine mandates. This is going to be an interesting discussion. You'll want to stay with us here on Middays. We will be right back. home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden keeps up the push for his social spending and infrastructure bills a short while after getting the latest jobs numbers showing a much stronger report than expected for October. I'm asking every House member, member of the House of Representatives, to vote yes on both these bills right now. Send the infrastructure bill to my desk. Send the Build Back Better bill to the Senate. Let's let's build an incredible economic progress. Calling his plans ways to ensure recovery is fully felt. The president also announcing the U.S. has secured millions of doses of an experimental Pfizer antiviral pill for COVID-19. According to the drug maker, the treatment cuts down the chance of severe COVID disease by nearly 90%. The company will now present the pill to the FDA for consideration. Fox's Evan Brown. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Mandy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. I think we're about to have a workforce problem. Senator Roger Wicker is concerned about the impact of vaccine mandates for businesses with over 100 employees. He visited with one of the state's biggest manufacturers earlier this week. Uh, he employs about 6,000 people um, in, in North Mississippi and then all over the country. And uh, uh, half of his employees 
have not been vaccinated yet. If they don't get vaccinated, they'll face termination. Wicker is backing efforts to try to stop the mandates. And Grenada police are looking for the person who shot a Mississippi National Guard soldier on Highway 8. According to reports, on Saturday, someone pulled up in a red car next to the car Ariana Butts was driving and opened fire. If you have any information regarding this case, contact the Grenada Police Department. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. I'm Mike McCormick, President of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. It's harvest time for our farmers all across Mississippi, and that means you might come face-to-face with slow-moving equipment like tractors, combines, and cotton pickers on our rural roads and bridges. So for the safety of you and our farmers, please slow down, be patient, don't text and drive, and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you. But not today. Litter is on the rise in our state and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. Saturday night brings the 100th edition of the Battle of the Little Brown Jug between Hattiesburg and Laurel. How did it get started? Supertalk's Will East has the story. The origin of the famous Little Brown Drug Trophy has been lost to history, but it has left an important mark on the lore of Mississippi sports history. Seniors playing in the 1941 game did not know it yet, but soon after the game, they would find themselves in a different battle, World War II. 1970 featured the first integrated jug game, and in 2005, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, the game would go on despite being played in a stadium without any electricity. But 2020 was probably the closest the game ever came to not being played, but play they did. And now the series currently stands all tied up, 47 wins each with five ties, and Saturday's winner taking the lead in a game that has stood the test of time. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now... The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
listening to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert, your host, down at two Mississippi museums. Rhino back in the studio on this. Friday, y'all. Joining us now, our good friend Lucian Smith. He's an attorney. He's the former chairman of the Mississippi GOP. Lucian, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, great to be with you, Gerard. Great facilities here, aren't they? Oh, they're amazing. It's world class, uh, and it's something we can be proud of in Mississippi. I mean, this is like being in a Smithsonian, um, and we don't have a lot of stuff like this. It's something we ought to be proud of. It it truly is awesome, and the meeting facilities here are really cool too. Yeah, and I, I think it's been great to watch uh, different organizations. Like I think about the event Empower had back in the spring yeah. here. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's great that people are taking advantage of it and, and bringing more people in. In part because I don't know that that many people realize what a great facility this is and what a great museum we've got. And you know, you bring somebody in for an event and they go, "Gosh, I, I kind of want to go check that out." So it's, it really is great. Yeah, it's it's awesome. They do a great job. It's it's so well curated and the exhibits are are just fantastic. Like you said, world class. But we are are happy to be here. And as you know, we are we are doing so in advance of the Veterans Day program uh, next week. Veterans Day next Thursday, November the 11th. The program right here at the two museums Wednesday November the 10th and uh, what what a, uh, a great event that's going to be but something we need to do for Absolutely. sure yeah, and uh, had, had the adjutant general on earlier Colonel McDaniel on the Mississippi Veterans Affairs Board and like I, I say uh, the words just don't uh, seem to be adequate uh, to thank those we, think we, right. we get busy in our lives and forget so much about those that sacrifice on our behalf uh, but anyhow we're proud to be part of this deal so we wanted to get you on you and I've been chatting a little bit offline about these vaccine mandates mm-hmm. yesterday the Biden administration finally released the the rules uh, after the executive order. So so to back up, he issues an executive order. Let me make sure I got this straight. Back in September. That's right. Instructing uh, the Department of Labor, right, through OSHA, I think, ultimately, That's which right. is part of the Department of Labor, uh, to act on that order and produce these rules. And the first thing that hit me, Lucian, when I saw them is that they're like three inches high. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's just typical government bureaucracy. Here's three inches of rules that essentially detail uh, these vaccine mandates. And uh, it was thought that maybe those would be in effect in December, December the 8th, I think. Now yeah. it looks like it's January it the 4th. January. January the 4th. So uh, I think it's accurate to say that you're going to see some lawsuits challenging these things? You've seen some already filed. Uh, ben Shapiro with the Daily Wire, Saw they, it. they filed one yesterday. Uh, my understanding, I think the governor of Mississippi and the attorney general are filing yep. a suit here. Um, there, there's going to be a ton of litigation about it, and I don't think it's ever going to go into effect um, because huh. I, I just think on so many le- it's got so many problems with it. Okay. The, the biggest, the, the easiest problem that it's got uh, is it's being done under this emergency process. You know, right. Generally, when you adopt new regulations at the federal level or, or at the state level, you go through a notice and comment period that takes a very long time that allows people to look at the rule. They respond. The agency has to consider the different comments that come in. But they've done this under emer- an emergency process, and the law that allows them to do that requires that there be a grave danger uh, that allows them to, to skip all these normal processes. Well, if it's a grave danger, 
then the rule should have been put into place back in September when the president said it was necessary, or sure. it should be put into place today. But by them saying, well, it's a grave danger and people are going to die, but we're going to give you 60 days or 90 days to finally get around to it is a pretty good sign there's not a grave danger. Yeah. And I think when you get into the analysis here, you know, I don't want to minimize COVID. COVID is a serious thing. Sure. Hundreds of thousands of people have died from it. Uh, it is not the common cold. Uh, I'm vaccinated. My wife's vaccinated. I think for most people, getting vaccinated is the right decision. But we know from the data we see, if you're vaccinated, your chances of developing serious COVID are dramatically down. Your right. chances of being hospitalized are dramatically down. Yep. So if you're in one of these facilities that's subject to OSHA regulation and you want to be protected from COVID, you don't need a federal mandate making your coworkers get vaccinated. You just need to go get vaccinated. Yeah. And we're at a point in the country, and you know this, where essentially everyone in this country who wants to be vaccinated and doesn't have a medical uh pro something medical prohibiting them from doing it has gotten vaccinated yeah so i i just think it's going to be very difficult for them to demonstrate uh that they satisfy this grave danger requirement of an emergency rule all right so grave danger i mean is that the terminology that's the terminology in the statute okay and, and you can imagine a scenario you know if 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 a, if we had something like Ebola, if all of a sudden Ebola was tearing through sure. the country and we had a vaccine that could stop it right then, it would make a lot of sense for OSHA to say, we have a grave danger. We're sure. going to mandate if you open your business up for people to come in, you're going to have to have a, a vaccine. But they would do it immediately. They'd yeah. say it's it's required you know maybe you give 10 days so you can do the logistics of getting people vaccinated but you wouldn't say it's such a grave danger so many people are going to die that sometime after christmas i got you we're yeah. going to impose this rule and well, that's, that's just one of the problems with it you know this is another situation to me just just offering a personal personal opinion here this is another situation where you can have kind of a coexistence of positions and what i right. mean by that is you can support vaccines, but be opposed to vaccine mandates. I, that's exactly right. And that's exactly where I am. I mean, I, I think we've got the data that shows this vaccine is highly effective sure. at keeping you from getting sick. Yep. I think you ought to get it. The data, to me, I'm not a scientist. There may be scientists who disagree with it, but the reporting I have read suggests that the uh, reduction in transmission because you're vaccinated is not as strong right. as the reduction in hospitalization. So if you want to be protected from this virus, you should get vaccinated. But I am not offended at the idea, based on the risk levels that we're seeing from this disease, that if someone doesn't want to get vaccinated from it, whether it's because of a, I mean, obviously if there's a health reason or a religious reason, or if they've just got skepticism uh, because this process has felt so forced on them, I, I think that's their right. Um, and I think constitutionally, states probably do have the right to mandate it. The federal government doesn't. But I'm just opposed to a. I'm opposed to this vaccine mandate. Right. I don't think it's a good decision. And you and I have discussed this before. So let's take that a step further. Take the government out of it. A private business, I believe, should have the right or reserves the right to uh, implement a mandate as a condition of employment. I, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I, I think it's a private employer. I mean, I don't, I, again, going back to the federal mandate, I don't think the federal government should have that mandate. Agreed. But I think if you, as a private employer, want to say, if you want to work for me, 
I, I'm going to require you to do certain things, which they already do in so many other contexts. Sure. I mean, you've got to wear uh, whatever the dress code sure. is. You've got to show up at the hours. You've got to complete the tasks. It is not unreasonable to say, I want you to be vaccinated against COVID. Now, sure. I think legally you've got to make accommodations for health problems if somebody's got an allergy and my understanding is people with egg allergies in particular can't yep. take at least the pfizer vaccine um, you've got to make health exceptions and you pro- you have to provide uh, reasonable accommodation for deeply held religious beliefs by people yeah but yes as a general rule if you're a private employer i think it is your right to be able to decide who does and doesn't it, it, it work for you and if one of those conditions is that you get a vaccine I think that's your right, and I know we've talked about this before, but to me it's the perfect example. You go back to Masterpiece Cake Shop, yep. which was the baker in Colorado uh, who uh, did not want to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding because he believed uh, that marriage was between one man and one woman. He declined to do it, and Colorado uh, tried, to pu- tried to levy these incredible fines under uh, uh, an anti-discrimination law they have. And at the time, all of us said, that's tyranny. Yeah, you know, a private totally. business should be able to make these decisions. And the same thing's here. If Masterpiece Cake Shop wants to say, if, you bake, if you're going to bake a cake here, you have to be vaccinated. Totally agree. Or if you're going to buy a cake here, you've got to wear a mask. That's their right. But in a free society, we've got the right to say, well, I'm not going to shop there. I'm going to walk across the street and go to the baker who doesn't require his employees to be vaccinated or doesn't require masks. Um, Well, well, as a business person and and one who was responsible to a board and for promulgating business policy, my take is I don't want the government in my boardroom. I don't want the government in my handbook. I understand there's regulations and rules and stuff we have to abide by, but the less I have government involved in my boardroom in my handbook, I believe the more prosperous and the better working environment I can create. That's right, because business owners know better than government. A hundred times out of a hundred, what is going to grow their business? What's going to bring in more customers? What's the best way to run it? The government doesn't. I mean, they just That is not so what true. government does. This is gross overreach. We're going to talk about it uh, some more when we come back. We've got Lucian Smith, he's an attorney, and we're talking about vaccine mandates and the legality, even the constitutionality of those. We'll discuss that some more when we come back. Middays will return. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. 
Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleLease didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleLease are ready. Call PeopleLease today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleLease.com. Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Hawsey Insurance, HawseyInsurance.com. Two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, invites you to our Veterans Day ceremony. Wednesday, November the 10th at 10.30 a.m. to honor Mississippians who serve and who have served the United States Armed Forces. The program will take place on the Energy Mississippi Plaza located on North Street with free covered parking on North Jefferson Street. Join the two Mississippi Museums, Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum as we honor our veterans. Miskelly Furniture, homegrown and locally owned since 1978. We're committed to this community where our team members live and our customers are neighbors. It's also where a lot of our furniture is made. We carry more brands made in our state than any other retailer in the Southeast. Look for the Made in Mississippi tags throughout our store. You'll find quality products that support local Mississippi companies. At Muskelly's, we look forward to furnishing happiness for many years to come. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> Joining us today, Midday Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard down at two Mississippi museums, the Civil Rights Museum, the Museum of Mississippi History. Fabulous venue. you got to get out and see it. We're talking to Lucian Smith. He's an attorney, former chairman of the Mississippi Republican Party. We're talking about vaccine mandates. Okay, so Richard and Jackson says telling employees that they must be vaccinated is like saying you have to have red hair to work here. At what level will it stop? I mean, I think the difference is is your hair color uh, or your skin color is an immutable characteristic, which yeah. means you you're, you know, you you can't you can't change it. I guess hair color you could dye, but I mean you're, but vaccines, you know, you either get it or you don't get it, and you've got the right. If you don't want to work for your employer who requires it, you can you can go find another employer. Now, I think at the same time, it is a business's right to impose those regulations and to impose that requirement. They've got to think about, and you know this as uh, as somebody who's run a business, you got to think about your labor needs. Sure. You know, and you are going to have, and we're seeing this right now, people voting with their feet who say, I'm not willing to comply with that mandate. Yeah. Um, and so I think anybody who's running a business right now is thinking about the risk of not having folks vaccinated versus the risk of having a bunch of employees say, well, I'm gone. I'm going to go find 
another job. And right now, it's really a, sa- a seller's market for labor. I mean, people are having trouble finding workers. Um, so if you're if you are at a job and your employer says you have to have a vaccine, you got to show me proof of vaccination to work here. In a lot of cases, people have got the ability to say, well, that's fine. I'm going to go somewhere else, and yeah. people will take advantage of it. Well, how is that different than requiring a background check? And if, if you have a company policy that says we don't hire folks with a felony background, right? similar deal, is it not? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I understand why people who are hesitant about the vaccine yeah. get offended at some of these comparisons. I think legally they, they are the same because it's a business saying – these are our minimum requirements for you to work here, and yeah. one of them happens to be being current on the recommended vaccinations. Um, and it's and you and I have talked about this before also. I think the biggest problem we've got with the way vaccines have been treated in this country since the beginning of COVID is it is this top-down uh, absolutism for people who are pro-vaccine. Right. I mean, I think people should get vaccinated. Yeah. I also understand why, you know, we've watched the media over the course of the last four years just gaslight us over and over and over again, try yes. to convince us of what they believe. Why now, when people are being told, go get a vaccine that's relatively uh, recently developed, that's yep. only been out uh, for less than 12 months, why people are hesitant. And I think if we had more compassion, from the people at the very top in terms of how they dealt with people, rather than saying, by God, you're going to get a vaccine or you're evil, we'd have much higher rates of vaccination because people are skeptical. I've said it so many times, if they just shut up, we'd we'd have had a lot better, more cooperation. Um, It's become a cult, it It seems like. It has. It's become a cult. My body, my choice, this from Carl on the C Spire text line, an employer shouldn't have the right to determine my health choices. I'm vaccinated. It was my choice. I hear you, Carl, but I'll go back to what Lucian said, and I'll put it maybe in another set of language, Lucian, is that the market is the is the purest form of discernment. That's right. If you If you as an employer say we don't hire redheaded people, you probably ain't going to make it. That's right. just a fact. If you uh, and, and and as you were suggesting, we're already starting to see the ramifications and the backlash of people walking um, and leaving employers and saying, I- "I'm not going to do it." Employers are going to be faced with a very difficult choice. You can either stay the course and maintain that as a policy, uh, and possibly suffer the economic consequences. Or you can make some adjustments because right. the market has spoken. The market, it, not government. That's the difference. That, well, and you saw that. The great example of that to me is the mask mandates. Once we got rid of uh, a yeah. state mask mandate, um, you saw some stores, for various reasons, all their choice, that continued to mandate masks to enter their stores. And I think that's, again, I think that's their right yep. to say, uh, you know, you got to have a mask if you want to shop in my store. I found that I generally chose to shop in the ones that didn't continue to require masks because I thought it was silly post-COVID. I tended to, I mean, post-vaccine uh, for COVID. I tended to think it was value signaling from yep. the corporations. And yep. so, you know, the best example, I've got near my house two gas stations. One had a mask mandate, one didn't. And I made a point of always going to the one that didn't have a mask mandate because I preferred the choice they were right. making. But to your point, that's how the market works. And in most places uh, in the country, you're going to have those options, and I think the market sorts it out pretty well. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing is let the market do its job, let it work. Uh, so President Biden said, if you take the vaccine, this is on the ceasefire text line, you can't catch COVID. I heard the audio of him saying exactly that. Uh, I I do think that early on that was that was the assumption, or right. that certainly was the conclusion.
and uh, from and the guidance. But it's since been determined that that wasn't the case. As more people have gotten vaccinated, but still, though the data is pretty clear, you're at much less risk if you're vaccinated. And and then now entering the picture, you may have seen are two therapies: one from Merck, one from Pfizer so pills, that. and that are that uh, have found to be extremely effective. It remains to be seen whether or not the market will and, and consumers, uh, I guess, will um, be on board with that. Uh, UK is already, I think, approved uh, the Merck pill, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> I noticed that uh, I may have it backwards, but uh, in Pfizer, the other one, uh, their study said it says it's 89% effective. Hmm. I know that one is more effective than the other. They're both pill form, and and when this announcement came out. The stock of the one that's less effective, it went down, and the one that's more effective went up. And it's thought to be from the investment community based on this news. Well, people are going to take the one. If they're going to take a pill, they're going to take the one that's more effective. There's probably little or no difference in cost. But but that that text is a perfect illustration of what you and I have talked about multiple times. We need more humility from the people in leadership about COVID. Um, and I do think that's one of the ways uh, that, that President Biden has really failed in this challenge is stuff like that. I mean, I remember back in the spring where they said, you know, get vaccinated so you can take your mask off. Yeah. Get vaccinated yeah. so you can go back to family barbecues. Well, yeah. then a month later they said, well, but you should really keep wearing your mask. You know, now we've got this get vaccinated and you won't get COVID. Well, then there are these breakthrough cases. Yeah. And, it, and it increases the skepticism. And I think if we had people in leadership who had said, and, and this goes all the way back to the beginning of the, the vaccine, I mean, excuse me, the beginning of the virus back in early 2000, uh, 2020, I think if we'd had leaders who said, look, this is a new variant of a coronavirus, we're going to keep making changes, we're going to keep learning as this thing uh, comes on. And I think if they were saying now you should get a vaccine because all the data shows us that you're much less likely to get hospitalized rather than saying, you know, go get it and you'll never get COVID. Yeah. And then two or three breakthrough infections happen and people go, well, obviously they're lying to us rather than just speaking with a little bit of, of humility as they're leading. The guidance, the messaging has changed you could accept that given that as time progresses we learn more we right. acquire more knowledge i get that the thing that's always bothered me lucian is they've never said you know but we may learn some stuff down the road exactly. and we may adjust this it's dope this is it this is the way it is and then they come back a few weeks months later whatever and say we're changing all that they don't even say that they just say here here's something new without really acknowledging well we got that wrong and I, uh, there just was being a, honest there's a it. private organization in town um where we spend a bunch of time that sent out a message about their masking requirements yeah and i disagreed with the masking requirements okay but they they were very clear when they sent it out that we are doing our best. This is best on the based on the guidance we've got. We're going to keep shifting over the course of the year as new information comes in. And I reached out to him and said, "Thank you for at least acknowledging you, totally you don't agree. know everything and you're doing your best." And I think if people communicated that way and had for the last eighteen months, yep. I think we'd be in a much better position with this whole thing. What about employer liability if an employer imposes a vaccine mandate? And then, let's say, later on, an employee experiences some sort of um, adverse reaction to it. What what kind of liability do they have? I have not researched that thoroughly, but my instinct is there is some potential liability if if that was a condition of employment, certainly for uh, for current employees, if it's a new new requirement, then I think there's... uh, there's certainly the potential of liability there. Now, you've seen some of these COVID-specific liability statutes get passed that um, uh, 
that removes some COVID-related liability, so it's possible you could see that in the vaccine context, or it's possible, frankly, that it exists already in the vaccine context, and I don't realize it. But my instinct is that uh, employers do have at least potential liability for something I think like it's that. more applicable to the makers of the vaccine, okay. right, with respect to liability. And I think that was just all part of the EUA uh, provisions and, and just the, uh, uh, the effort to try to get something out. <clears throat> My guess is if it went to court and an employer mandated somebody put something in their body and they had some sort of negative reaction, I, I suspect that they'd have to pay. That's just my gut that's, feel. That's my instinct also. Yeah. That's my instinct also. So it's, an employer has just got to make a decision if they're willing to take that risk or Like, not. like so many other business decisions that uh, yeah. people running a business make every day. Uh, you want to hang around? Sure. Yeah, we got Lucian Smith. We're talking about vaccine mandates. I want to talk about this Pennsylvania case Absolutely. that I sent to you when we come back. And then uh, what we might see here in the state of Mississippi, we've seen some uh, some rumblings from members of our legislature on this whole matter. So appreciate you being in uh, today uh, out here at two Mississippi museums. Middays will be right back. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Got a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. We've all heard the old expression, work smarter, not harder. Those words become a reality when you visit Ace Bolt and Screw. From tools and accessories to every fastener imaginable, Ace Bolt and Screw has everything you need for every job. Register to win a Predator Talon high-performance electric bike valued at $3,000. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Located on Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, right off 555 at the Gluckstadt exit, and coming soon to Highway 49 in Richland. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. 
This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Save the date. Callaway's Christmas open houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, and much more. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas open houses, first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. I think we're about to have a workforce problem. Senator Roger Wicker is concerned about the impact of vaccine mandates for businesses with over 100 employees. He visited with one of the state's biggest manufacturers earlier this week. Uh, he employs about 6,000 people um, in in North Mississippi and then all over the country, and uh, uh, half of his employees have not been vaccinated yet. If they don't get vaccinated, they'll face termination. Wicker is backing efforts to try to stop the mandates. And Grenada police are looking for the person who shot a Mississippi National Guard soldier on Highway 8. According to reports, on Saturday, someone pulled up in a red car next to the car Ariana Butts was driving and opened fire. If you have any information regarding this case, contact the Grenada Police Department. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its 20th annual Banking and Finance Symposium on November 12th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Scott Anderson of Stiefel, KBW, Rebecca Romero-Rainey of ICBA, and Jill Castilla of Citizens Bank. A first-ever Women in Banking breakfast will be held at 8 a.m. The symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. Panels will discuss fintech and mergers and acquisitions. To register, go online at our alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syrie to get info. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. (laughs) 
We thank you so much for joining us today on Middays with Gerard down at two Mississippi museums. We've been talking a lot today about uh, Veterans Day coming up next week, November the 11th, the big Veterans Day uh, celebration event will be uh, happening right here at two Mississippi museums next Wednesday kicks off at 10:30 Wednesday November 10th a full slate of events including honoring a gold star family uh, excuse me general major general Jansen Boyles will be presiding over the um, the event and we really appreciate him coming in today as well but we're talking to Lucian Smith where we are discussing vaccine mandates and so Chris from Meridian on the ceasefire text line uh, just calls attention again to uh, President Biden, who said, this is back in July, I do think this is true, we called it out, I think we played it on the air, that he said, yeah, you, you can't spread the virus if you've been vaccinated. I think that's what the scientific community thought to be the case at the time. Right. It appears mostly that the Delta variant really changed that. Um, but I don't know that that's relevant to this at this point. I appreciate that, Chris. And, and again, I think the responsible thing it, it maybe to kind of frame that, that uh, information, Lucian, would have been, and you just don't see this out of politicians, this is the best information we have today. Right. This is subject to change. You just don't see that coming out. You don't of see them, it from though. politicians generally, but but Joe Biden is just such a blowhard <laughs> that I just don't think he can control himself from speaking in these simplistic absolutes. I agree. That I think a, a more thoughtful leader would have said, "We think this is going to dramatically reduce transmission," rather than saying, "Well, you know, by golly, if you take it, you can't get anybody sick, and anybody who disagrees with you is just telling you malarkey." I mean, yeah. That's just, that Biden just doesn't have the self control. Uh, to speak and think in a nuanced way. But they never come back and say, sorry, uncle, we got that wrong, right? right? Mia culpa. I mean, we just don't ever get that. But it leads to, to vaccine hesitancy. I mean, it leads to people who go, Absolutely. Well, they keep lying to me, so how, how can I trust that the them telling me that it's safe is not another one of their lies? And I'll say, I've gotten vaccinated. My wife is vaccinated. We are just fine. I think it's the right decision. But I think it's people's right to, to make that decision, whether they want to do it or not. Do yeah, it. I totally agree. And I would also feel like you, we're talking about the lawsuits that are starting to pop up. 24 states, I think, is the latest data I saw. You, you mentioned that uh, Governor Reeves has uh, essentially asked the, the Attorney General, Lynn Fitch, to join in those lawsuits uh, as well. I can't remember the first state that, that filed it. But to some extent don't you feel like from a legal perspective until the rules are promulgated you're not just going to see uh, a lot of activity there but now that they are and we just talked about it, it's like three inch thick uh, rules from osha that's right likely to see lawsuits it's very difficult to file a lawsuit because and people on the text line i remember pointing this out the last time we talked about it i mean yeah. initially it was essentially a press release yes yeah. the, the president saying we're going to have this rule well until you see it it's tough to file a, a lawsuit. We now see the rule. We know how it would operate. And so I think you're just going to keep seeing lawsuits. And I do think, ultimately, uh, it's going to be struck down. Yeah, I, I, I tend to think that as well. And, I, and honestly, I hope so, because I think it's government overreach. Now, with respect to uh, the requirement, that certainly the requirement that a private sector organization with more than 100 employees, that to me is just black and white, clear government overreach. Now they're talking about possibly extending that to below 100 employees. They're, they're trying, the federal government, it's just unambiguous, the federal government cannot impose a vaccine mandate directly. 
So the, the, the president could not issue an order. Congress couldn't pass a law that said every American has to get a COVID vaccine. Yeah. So they're looking for ways like this, using OSHA, using federal contractors and requiring it that way to try to get to as many people as possible. And, and I, I think it's counterproductive. I think it's unconstitutional. I think it's a bad use uh, of, uh, of federal power. Yeah. So um, Richard in Jackson says, I just asked him, so this is, this is unfortunately, I think, uh, the dilemma. If, if you don't like the idea that a private company is requiring a vaccine, even on their own accord, not because of any government mandate, uh, and, and you and I, I think, are in agreement that, that we support the right of a company to do so, I'm not saying that the company should be uh, free uh, and veiled from any liability that right. might occur for anything that they impose in That's the right. workplace to an employee. It doesn't matter if it's vaccines or, or I don't know, anything else that might cause a problem. But nonetheless, uh, you know, what Richard says is I've taken the flu shot three times I've been sick, and somebody, I need to be compensated for that. Well, the remedy for that is to go to court. Uh, essentially yeah i mean i you, you i think you'd have a very hard time winning if you've gone yeah. and gotten now I, i'm assuming by getting sick he means he got the flu he was out of work for a day now if if he suffered some grievous harm there yeah. is a trust fund that uh as That's i understand right. it provides compensation for vaccine related injuries there may be a legal theory to go against the the manufacturer but uh it, it really depends on the context yeah, uh, and so, uh, again, it's a situation where you, you can support the science of vaccines but be opposed to government-imposed mandates. That's, That's right. kind of where I am. The, and the, you uh, are, I you and I are on the exact same page there. I'm right. pro-vaccine, anti-mandate. All right, so what about this, uh, this some information that, that uh, I dug into that says that the mandate may perhaps be unlawful because it's being issued by the wrong agency, by OSHA, as opposed to DHS. No, that's a very valid point. I mean, anytime you're doing constitutional analysis uh, on, on some sort of federal statute, there are really two steps. You know, the first question is, is this authorized by the Constitution? The second is, is there some prohibition on it? And I, I think you got you got several ways this probably fails the first test. One of them is just that. I yeah. mean, the, the, the Congress has given uh, delegated authority to uh, the Department of Health and Human Services and some of its sub-agencies to regulate vaccines. Yep. It's given OSHA in the Department of Labor certain statutory authority to go out and regulate the workplace. But you really don't see many regulations like this coming out of OSHA. Yeah. You know, it's more how do, you, how do you secure your chemicals? Where, where do you have to wear a hat? Yeah. And so you know, the, the, the way... Uh, Justice Scalia used to say it is that uh, the Congress does not hide elephants in mouse holes. And so if Congress had intended to give That's OSHA awful. this broad authority on vaccines, yeah. they wouldn't have hidden it in some tiny little provision. That's they would have point. said, and OSHA gets to determine what the vaccines you need to go to work for. Yeah. Since they've clearly given uh, DHS authority over, over vaccines more broadly. All right, final point with the time we got remaining, Lucian, is there are a lot of people that are calling for our state government to step in and pass a state law that would prohibit an employer uh, from implementing the Biden-ordered mandates or just an employer from imposing a mandate. How does that work if you have a federal law as well, or, or would that uh, pass legal muster? So if the state... So the state, um, the, the federal constitution has a provision called the Supremacy Clause that says, essentially, if there's a conflict between a valid federal law and a valid state law, the federal law trumps. So if 
this uh, mandate is constitutional, then I don't think the state can pass any law uh, that prohibits it from going into effect. I'm great with them trying. I hope I, I appreciate uh, people doing everything they can to try to prevent it from going into effect. But if it's a constitutionally issued order or issued rule by OSHA, then it's there's very little the state can do but except file a lawsuit like Governor Reeves did uh, to try to strike it down because I think that's ultimately what the courts are going to do. But there's not a lot that can be done that I'm aware of legislatively. Yeah. To fix it. Yeah. So and the, another point is that in, in the guidance, in the rules, a private employer, that those over 100 that are required to vaccinate their employees, in lieu of that, that employees can test. But the employers, according to the, the rules as promulgated yesterday, are not required to bear the cost of that test. They can actually require the employee to bear that cost. Well, I mean, and I think it's been deliberately drafted to be punitive to the people who don't get a vaccine. I agree. They basically are saying, you got to run, you know, you got to jump up and down on one foot all day while, you know, chewing gum and trying to do backflips in the hopes that people are going to go, well, this is such a pain, I'm just going to go get the dead gum vaccine. Yeah. So I think courts will see straight through that. Yeah. Uh, as an employer, this is on the ceasefire tax line, I will not mandate Let's see, I will not mandate health choices. What's next? Your employer telling you what brand of insulin or high blood pressure meds to, to use? I, I agree with you, and I think this all goes back, does it not, to just common sense reasonableness test in terms Absolutely. of an employer having conditions of employment. I mean, uh, you know, your work hours, your your dress, uh, uh, I don't know, but turning in your timesheets on time. We could go through a litany of, of uh, sort of employer conditions. Well, and we talk about this all the time. Just because somebody can do something yes. doesn't mean that they should. Totally so I think agree. an employer can say you have to be vaccinated, but that's not going to be the right decision for every employer. It may not be the right decision for any employer, but I think they still have the right to do it, whether they choose to do it or not. And it's I should get your, your, your take on this. I believe the employer has that right. As an employer, I wouldn't do it, though. I, dis right. I disagree with that from a business perspective. I think it's going to be a problem for a lot of employers because you're going to end up with labor issues. But I think you've got to think about you know, how many people are, are going to be out if you don't do it. How do you comply? And it's just a, it's a business decision totally agree. people have to make. I totally agree. Appreciate you joining us, Lucian. Have a great discussion. Thanks great a lot. to see you. Yeah, man. Rachel Myers, Deputy Director of Two Mississippi Museums, will join us next here. On Middays with Gerard, we're down at two Mississippi museums. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A beautiful day for your Friday, mostly sunny, high near 65. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your Saturday, sunny conditions, high near 69. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 42. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 71. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Hurry! Run! Get to the car! It's coming! Start the car! What are you waiting for? I knew I should have gotten the Mazda of Jackson! 
Get rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in and upgrade to a new vehicle during our model year clearance at Mazda of Jackson. All the 2021s must go, and we're giving you amazing savings on every last one of them. Get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0.9% on every new Mazda in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. You can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Is your credit history scary? Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. <laughs> Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. So get to Mazda of Jackson today, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 French Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. At Alliance Agrist Management, our slogan is hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Whether it's using our bottom line ag app to create a personalized crop marketing plan, partnering with our agents to identify the right policy to minimize risk against the perils of high value production, or just having someone to talk to in a time of need. We're dedicated to coming alongside you to take emotion out of the equation and maximize your hard-earned profits. Alliance Ag Risk Management. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com COVID. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 609. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. I got rice cooking in the microwave. Got a three-day beard I don't plan to shave. And it's a Goofy thing, but I just gotta say, hey, I'm a doing all right. Yeah, I think I'll make me some homemade soup. I'm feeling pretty good, and that's the truth. It's neither drink nor drug induced, no, I'm just doing all right. 
Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi down here at two Mississippi museums in the heart of downtown Jackson, Mississippi. We're down here because we got the big Veterans Day program scheduled right here at the facilities next Wednesday, November the 10th, in advance of Veterans Day, which is next Thursday, November the 11th. But joining us now, Rachel Myers, the Deputy Director of Two Mississippi Museums. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. This is fourth or fifth time, I guess, I've been, uh, not done the show here, but uh, have been down to the facility. Maybe even more than that. every time. I do. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. And so impressive. And uh, such, I think, a great asset for the state of Mississippi, but it's got to be a lot of fun working around here. It is fun, and I meet people all the time who are like, oh, I just haven't made it out there yet. I haven't been, and I don't blame them. Like, there's things going on, Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's a great place to come, bring family, bring out-of-town people, and you come through and you learn something new every time you stroll through these galleries. Yeah, and you know, the thing about the uh, start with the Civil Rights Museum is that it's no secret that uh, there's a lot of stuff we, we're not proud of uh, in our history here in the state, but a lot of stuff we are proud of. And I, and I think that, that the exhibit in the museum does a great job of balancing that. And I think it's important to, to confront and then embrace that history sure. and learn from it. There's a lot of stories of perseverance and bravery and defiance that everyone can learn from in, the, in both museums. Yeah, and, and you learn about people. I know I certainly have that you may not know were associated with or, or part of Mississippi. That's mm -hmm. something else you learn from oh, those yeah. museums. There's a lot going on down here. Yeah. And then, <laughs> all right, so what about the, the Museum of uh, Mississippi History? Oh, so it's 15,000 years of state history. We do it on two floors, four films, over 1,600 artifacts. And the theme is One Mississippi Many Stories. Yeah. So as you walk through chronologically, you're getting different perspectives from people all throughout time and what their experience was like in Mississippi. Yeah, and, and we have such a, not only a rich history, but just a rich and diverse culture. Yeah. And the museum, I think, does a fantastic job of showcasing that and highlighting that. Mm -hmm. You get surprises. We get a lot of tourists, right? Folks are coming from outside of Mississippi who want to learn more about here, and they're always surprised to know all types of people that live here. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing for, for me as a lifelong uh, Mississippian, as one who built a business here in Mississippi, is you get outside of Mississippi and, and there's a, uh, a misconception of what the state is really all about and what it's like. And then they come here and they see it, and if they tour these museums, uh, I, you have to have heard it, right, from folks that have been here from out of state that we didn't know Mississippi was all like this. All the time, and they are so impressed with this facility. And thank you, you've been doing a good job promoting us you know, all morning. But when they walk into this space, into this building, they know that it is a top-of-the-line, fantastic, accurate depiction of Mississippi history, and they're really impressed. And the fact that we have two museums. You could walk in here and pay $15 to get to tour through two museums. It's an opportunity you don't get anywhere else in the country. Yeah, and we should also point out that this would not be possible were it not for the generosity of so many uh, individuals and businesses and organizations who, who donated their time and their treasure to make this a reality. It was a huge team effort, and it all goes to the Department of Archives and History, and then they were raising quite quite a few million do private dollars. Their their names are behind behind you here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and uh, we found out earlier we have about 450,000, is that right, uh, that the tour the museum on an annual basis some, somewhere in that neighborhood? I would put it somewhere in that neighborhood, yeah. sure, but it is 
is a, definitely a tremendous audience. And, you know, our bread and butter are school kids. We're so yeah. glad that the school tours are coming back into the building. We've got folks from Hattiesburg and Pascagoula. We had a group from Biloxi um, two weeks ago, which we're really glad about because it takes takes a while to get up here from there. And when it's school kids, is it normally, are they associated with a history class? Or uh, is there a particular class that did typically would uh, do sure. that? Sure. I'll say maybe it's kind of like a fourth grade and a ninth grade high school. But we really can cater a tour to, to any range of students. But, yeah, history teachers like to come. What about college does. level? Oh, absolutely, to... yes. Uh, all the local colleges will send their, their classes here often and all over the state. Uh, do, do you take a little time and gauge their reaction? What, what do you hear? Sure, that's our job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's our job is sure. you know, spending time in the galleries, uh, telling stories of, in both museums and um, answering their questions, the big questions, the big questions about Mississippi history, what it was, you know, what it means to us and our place in it today. I gotta believe that everyone who comes through, uh, even those like myself who lived here their whole life, comes away and said, "I didn't know that yeah. about Mississippi, either yeah. from a civil rights perspective, that movement, um, or the uh, history of Mississippi." And I'll plug, you know, our military history yeah. in the, in the uh, history museum today, especially for Veterans Day. We have a whole gallery. It's called Sense of Duty, and so not only does it cover, of course, like the extensive Civil War collection that the department has collected since 1902, yeah. but it goes through every conflict through you know the war of 1812 all the way through to present day so a visitor kind of understands the the, the sacrifices in honor of Mississippians throughout the military throughout all time and we're proud of, of Mississippi's connection to that and yeah. our history there and we're proud of our veterans and we got the big veterans uh, day event scheduled for next Wednesday right here it to Mississippi Museum. Sure, come on down then and come see us later in November too. We've got a holiday open house on Saturday, November 20th. Awesome. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us today. It's thanks. been a pleasure being here. Absolutely. Hope to come back soon. You got it. All right, folks, have a great weekend. Stay safe. God bless. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.